Can you remember where you were at two weeks ago on a Wednesday afternoon? Little did we know that that would be the day that Nick Saban would retire and the Kalen DeBoer era has started. It's underway. When you talk about the world of recruiting, we're going to dive into it. John Garcia is going to be joining us coming up at 2.15. We're going to have a chance to feature John Garcia. I guess we featured John for probably 15 years. He moved uh, many years ago from up on the East Coast down to Bama Mag at that point. And uh, we'll talk to John Garcia, a guy that we've depended on. We have two different recruiting guys that we really lean on. John Garcia is uh, one of those, longtime friend of mine, and uh, we'll feature John. Uh, I think Pat always calls him Jag. That's what he always calls him, Jag. So, uh, Pat, this is all for you, as John Garcia will be with us in a couple of minutes. We'll talk about Ryan Williams. We've got tons of audio clips that we're going to dive into with Kalen DeBoer's appearance on ESPN Radio on the national side of things. And uh, we're going to dive into what is next because I've also got a guest. And this is something um, I, I won't tell you who I was texting, but I was trying to find some information on, okay, let, let's kind of explore like a little bit of a scavenger hunt. We want to learn more about Kalen DeBoer, right? We, we want to learn what he's going to bring to Alabama. And so I was texting with somebody last night, and, and someone said, uh, hey, check out this guy. Christopher Gabriel will join us in the 4 o'clock hour. He covered Kalen DeBoer at Fresno. And you say, what are you doing with this? Trust me, you're going to want to hear this interview at 4 o'clock. Christopher Gabriel is going to be with us. We're going to talk with him about a lot of different things, including Caitlin DeBoer, and kind of exploring the personality side of him and talking about recruiting, how he's going to be able to do all this. And he's built a great relationship uh, with Caitlin DeBoer. Christopher Gabriel has. And so we'll talk with Christopher coming up out of Fresno, coming up at 4 o'clock. We're going to feature Connor O'Gara coming up at 3 o'clock. We're also going to do a score prediction day. With Alabama and Auburn, uh, this is a hard, hard ticket. When you look at the uh, StubHub, uh, basketball, Alabama and Auburn, uh, a big game. So we'll take your predictions, your analysis there. Don't know if that will completely drive the conversation. It's going to be a wet atmosphere here in Tuscaloosa. It is. Uh, I almost wish that uh, you know this rain would hold off for a few hours uh, later tonight. Is it supposed to be out of here? No, Lord, no. No, I mean, I'm looking all the way through the evening, so... Uh, might interfere with some of your plans out there, but I don't think it's going to keep Alabama fans out of Coleman Coliseum uh, to take on those Auburn Tigers. Auburn's already talking that smack. Uh, when you don't have anything else to be proud of, uh, you've got to be proud of something. They're proud of horse racing and uh, their basketball program, and uh, they let everybody know. Let's dive into the, the audio. We were asking about the expectations of Kalen DeBoer in year number one. Uh, he somewhat answered it here as he sets the expectations at a large level. This is Kalen DeBoer couple of hours ago we won't play the entire interview but we will play a couple of clips as we travel throughout the afternoon here is Kayla the on ESPN radio 
Yeah, well, I think think you first look at right now, even with uh, the guys that are returning, and just uh, you can feel that that closeness that they have, and that's a tribute to the coaching staff, uh, Coach Saban, and everything that they built. Um, it's not just a bunch of really good football players out there that uh, you know won the SEC championship. It's guys that really believe and came here for a reason. It's continue the legacy, you know, of Alabama football and build on their own. Um, and I, I truly believe that because there was so much noise and there, there still will be, uh, noise outside the program. You know, people who are trying to, to come in and just, uh, you know, put a little doubt in their mind. And, uh, they've really, you know, the nucleus of this team and the, and the program is really these guys have stayed the course, you know, and really hunkered down and, uh, ready to go back to work. And continue to, you know, prove some people right, but also prove some people wrong. And, uh, it depends on what side of the line you're on. So, um, I think you can feel it pretty quickly. Uh, and that's going to be the great challenge. And that's, that's what I love to do is continue to bring these guys together, bring our staff together all for a common goal. And so I'm excited about this opportunity, which I know is an ongoing challenge each and every day. And so when you listen to Kalen DeBoer, you, you kind of hear that energy and you think about the players who stuck around here in Tuscaloosa to be able to develop and that galvanizing moment. Is there any chance that this team will be stronger because the bond that they've been able to create? Because that is one of the things that we'll dive into. We've got a lot of different audio clips that we're going to do. We'll take your scores. We'll take your predictions. Alabama and Auburn and, uh, first one out of the gate. You guys can pick the tiebreaker of where you want to go. So we'll do that, but we're going to have some fun for the next, uh, four hours. Actually, three hours and 30 minutes. We'll get off here at 530. We'll get off about 30 minutes early to hand off to the Crimson Tide Sports Network. So we'll dive into that, uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. John Garcia gives us an update on what he thinks about Ryan Williams canceling the visit to Texas. Uh, immediately following this show last night, I went on in Austin, Texas. They were very alarmed that Ryan Williams canceled that visit. So uh, because they wanted to kind of ask me about Isaiah Bond, and I said, well, I mean, Isaiah Bond's a solid wide receiver. I mean, I guess they thought they were getting like Julio Jones or Mari Cooper, and I'm like, uh, no, not so much, not so much. Now, but to be fair to Isaiah Bond, our offense on the passing attack really could never get cranked up. So we were not a high-explosive team. So in fairness, and he also asked me about um, Amari Nablak. And I said, Amari Nablak has got a lot of potential. Uh, but we're going to dive in because Ryan Williams, Alabama, might get the last laugh with that, right? Texas, you get Isaiah Bond. Alabama gets Ryan Williams. Tom Lemming talked about him as the number one player in 2025, but number two and number three, uh, when you look at this year, after reclassifying, we'll ask John Garcia what he thinks. Tuscaloosa Toyota powers the program, 3325. Scott and Boulevard and online at com. You'll find the Tundra, you'll find the Tacoma, you'll find the Forerunner, and a lot more. A lot of things that we got to unpack for the next three hours and 30 minutes. We'll do it right here on the game. T-Town, Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Heavy rain falling off and on over the next 48 hours. That also has led to a flash flood watch for the entire listening area. Police in Northport are responding to the scene of a shooting this afternoon. Police are responding to the 3600 block of 17th Street on a report that someone was shot in the leg. As the story develops, stay connected to the Tuscaloosa thread for more info. And with the sloppy conditions come a lot of accidents and lane blockage. Make sure you have the Tuscaloosa thread app to stay 
up to date. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. DreamlandBBQ.com. Dreamland Barbecue. Since 1958, Coach Braun arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you can do it at either location. You can also order online, carry out, curbside pickup, delivery are now available. It is DreamlandBBQ.com. We do our score prediction every Tuesday and Wednesday, made possible by Dreamland. That wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs. How about the Big Daddy barbecue sandwich? Those wings are underrated. They're one of the best in town. You'll find them there. How about those barbecue baked potatoes? Absolutely. Either location in our immediate area, Tuscaloosa and the original location there off Jug Factory Road, downtown Northport, Dreamland. Ain't nothing like them nowhere. I 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch is in effect. Cloudy with rain and thunderstorms. This afternoon and tonight, the rain can be heavy at times. The high today, 66. The low tonight, 62. Tomorrow, cloudy rain much of the day. Maybe a thunderstorm or two. The high at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's kind of unique to have uh, when you look at the head coach on Twitter. Nick Saban didn't like Twitter, right? He called it a, what do you call it? A Twitter machine is what he called it. He said, I'm not on that Twitter machine. But uh, Kalen DeBoer just followed us uh, there on the Twitter account at my personal account at Ryan C. Fowler. Thank you, coach. We appreciate that. And uh, maybe he's going to be an active guy on the Twitter side of things. John Garcia is a guy that we always follow. And I was just saying this a couple of minutes ago. John has been with our show for probably 15 years, we featured John Garcia, a guy that we lean on uh, when the world of recruiting rivals network of websites. John Garcia, how are you, my friend? Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Well, apparently I'm getting old, but uh, it's still good to be on with you, my John, friend. John, I was thinking about this. When did you make the move to Bama Mag? What, what year was that? I think it was 2011. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, we're close. We're close. Because I remember Kurt McNair <laughs> telling me, I can't even remember the conversation. He said, I've got to introduce you to uh, my new guy on the recruiting side of things. And I remember having that conversation with Kirk McNair. So w- whenever you moved down here, we started featuring you, been a lean-on guy. And I'm very thankful for uh, not only all the interviews, but your friendship as well. And uh, it's good, good to have good folks uh, in the business. How has the NIL transfer portal changed your job Uh when you look at the world of recruiting, how, how does it impact you? Because you've been in the business so long. I like that you group them together. It's almost like the transfer portal sponsored by. Well, John, I'm just being honest. I'm trying to be transparent <laughs> because uh, that's what these players want to know. How much can you get me? Yeah, it's changed everything. I mean, I think, you know, 
look, you're still going to have your traditionalist from a recruiting perspective, just like you are from a coaching or a fan perspective, right? There's still going to be a group of prospects, whether they're out of high school or they're in college looking to make a move that are going to be, you know, traditionally a little bit more conservative, a little bit more loyal to their program, to their high schools, whatever it is. I mean, I think you're always going to have that group, but the opportunity and the unknown plus or minus with both the NIL and the transfer portal has absolutely shaped everything. I think it has led to quicker decisions, um, earlier commitments, um, less vetted options between, you know, colleges or or junior colleges or whatever is being weighed between a prospect and, and his family and his inner circle. And I think it's obviously most importantly for, for us and for college coaches, it's just led to more fluidity, more changes of heart, because you know it's semi-permanent. You know it's really about the year-to-year. And college coaches have long treated roster management like that, and this has almost brought accountability to that plight. Like, hey, this is a year-to-year deal as opposed to the classic college commitment, hey, the next three four years I'm going to attend – school X, it really is more of, of a year-to-year deal. We heard a lot of kids who just signed in December and or will sign in February say, hey, you know, off the record, this is this is where I'm going next year. And after that, we will reassess. You know, so I think it's changed just the, the length of a commitment or a signature to a school. And obviously NIL throws another wrench onto that. Uh, because, you know, it can create just as much movement as eligibility and, and the ability to maintain your eligibility despite leaving schools has. So it's it's a free-for-all. I think that's the best way to put it, but fluidity is the word I always go back to. John, number one question. I go anywhere. I, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story, John, and I, I'm not recruiting the way that you guys are recruiting, Okay. I just went through Chick-fil-A a couple of minutes ago, and I got my half-and-half half tea. It's about two blocks from the radio station. The lady giving me my half-and-half, half, she said, where's Ron Williams going? Um, <laughs> I said, I don't know, but I'm talking with an expert at 2.15. Find a way to dial in on Tide 100.9. So, hello, Chick-fil-A drive through This is the question I'm going to ask John Garcia. Ryan Williams canceling his visit last night to Texas. Ryan, uh, John, what can you tell us about Ryan Williams? Yeah, I think the more Ryan has tried to make this a traditional recruitment, hey, I reclassified, I've never been able to take officials, so I want to experience that. As much as he's wanted to make it sort of standard operating procedures, I think the time of year has created a different, almost business-like approach from the colleges involved and from his camp. So it was going to be, hey, let's use every weekend in January to see as many schools as possible, but it's starting to get condensed. And I think the more schools that tried to throw their hat in the ring, the more likely it was going to come down to the Iron Bowl schools. And I think that's where his recruitment had long been headed, and now it's it's all but confirmed. I mean, this is going to be, do you jump back on board with Alabama despite the coaching change, or do you follow Dad's legacy and, and go play for the Auburn Tigers and maybe bring in the best wide receiver class that we've ever seen at at this level in this modern recruiting era so i think there's a lot to dig into on both sides of that equation Um, obviously auburn has the last visit in principle the weekend of february 3rd all eyes will be on ryan if he makes that trip and i think it will be telling if he makes the trip 50 50 iron bowl deal giddy up this will be a heavyweight finish and the first measuring stick for kaylin DeBoer going head-to-head with hugh freeze 
If he doesn't make the trip to Auburn, I think all signs point to a recommitment to Alabama despite the coaching change, which would really be an ideal starting point, at least from the high school ranks, for what the Kalen DeBoer era will look like uh, at the prep level. John, could Ryan Williams be the Julio Jones that Nick Saban or that Julio Jones provided Nick Saban in 2008 with that signing class, right? It was a stamp of approval saying, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be behind this guy in Tuscaloosa. I'm going to go to Tuscaloosa. That was the first kind of, uh, just confirmation that Nick Saban, we, we all knew that he was headed in the right direction, but that was a confirmation. Can Ron Williams be that same for Kalen DeBoer? I love that, and I think he can. Uh, obviously, both you know South Alabama guys, two five one, has a huge influence in the sport. It's still the most NFL talent producing area per capita in these great United States. Uh, so yeah, why not have Ryan Williams be that same banner recruit? Because, it, like I said, he's the first measuring stick for the board. You know, I think you know even some of these portal guys that have left, and certainly the class of twenty twenty five that has had some defections. You understand the logistics there, right? Hey, the, the window is only open for a certain amount of time. And for those 25 guys, look, they signed up to play for Saban. So it, it didn't even matter who else was brought in. They were going to take a step back as simultaneously other schools were going to attack those recruitment. I think for Ryan Williams, this is the one. This is the one that you start to measure and say, hey, if if it hits and he comes to Tuscaloosa, you say, okay, this thing, this was the right hire from a recruiting standpoint. This is on the right trajectory. On the flip side, if he doesn't, not only do you have to play against him, but now, you know, who's going to be that banner recruit to create that benefit of the doubt? And that's really what it is. It's a leap of faith. And I think with Williams having that official visit last weekend, he really got to sit down with every layer of the new Alabama recruiting approach. And talking to sources around Ryan, talking to sources around the state of Alabama that have hosted these coaches, there is a very almost Saban-like, you want to say, business-like, detailed approach from these guys. There is confidence there, uh, which you would you would assume is necessary to follow the GOAT. There is confidence there at every layer of this approach, and there's an understanding that there is a standard that, that has to be met, and that starts with talent acquisition, a.k.a. recruiting. So, again, I, I do see Ryan Williams as that banner recruit, that first you know, X in the X in the ground, mark your spot guy, and whichever side he lies on, perception is going to follow in, in heavy form. Um, but I do, at this point, I do see it rolling closer to the Julio Jones endpoint than otherwise, which means I do think Alabama's in a very, very good spot right now. Well, John, when you think about the Kalen DeBoer system with Ron Grubb and that offense, when you're a receiver – I mean, it would probably be easier for Ryan Williams to commit to Kalen DeBoer than it was for Julio Jones to believe in, at that point, I guess it would have been uh, Jim McElwain coming in, right? Major Applewhite would have went out. Jim McElwain would have come in as an offensive coordinator. All I'm saying is the system matches up better with Ryan Williams than probably Nick Saban's system did with Julio Jones. That's a very good point. Look, I mean, Washington threw it around the yard. Everybody saw it. Two 1,000-yard receivers, I think, the tight end had another 500. The number three receiver had 500 yards. I mean, this was an offense that pushed it down the field as much as, as anybody could have imagined, and it's why there has been a lot of positive reception from wide receiver targets in the class of 24 and beyond, and obviously the portal has started to play into that as well. But I think you could look at it in a lot of ways positively for Alabama. One, 
look, this is where Ryan for more than a year was locked into going. I mean, this is where he wanted to be, where he envisioned himself at the next level. He already said no to dad's legacy on the front end of this thing. So I think that plays a huge part. And then there's, there's an ego part of this, you know, and I hate to say it for a 16 year old kid, but Ryan Williams is an alpha. He plays like it. He acts like it. And there is something to be said for being that first guy and, and the legacy that that could potentially create walking into that, as opposed to walking into the final piece of an elite wide receiver puzzle from a high school standpoint at Auburn, I do think creates an advantage for Alabama. Go be the guy as opposed to being the next guy, which is usually the opposite of, of what we talk about when it, when it comes to Alabama. But in this particular unique situation, he would be that first guy, and he would always be known as that banner recruit that got things going uh, under the Kalen DeVoer era, which obviously, as you said, is what Julio carried before he did what he did on the field. I know he's a year younger because he's reclassified. When you look at his age, how quick, in your opinion, John, you see superstars, you understand what these guys can take. Can he make an impact for this Alabama team in 2024? There's no doubt in my mind, Ryan. I mean, he'll, no, he'll come into college no bigger. No doubt? You said no doubt. No doubt. And this is, for, no for those who don't know, John Garcia is a former collegiate defensive back, so he understands wide receivers at a lot of different perspectives. So you say no doubt. No doubt. We almost ranked him as the number one player in the country, even though he reclassed. He finished number four for us in the Rivals 250, the number two wide receiver. This is as polished a young receiver as we've ever scouted. Um, he's great with the ball in his hands. He's a great route runner. He has enough speed to separate. So when you talk about a younger, maybe smaller guy, what do you have to have? You got to be fleet of foot. You got to be able to run and you got to be able to create separation when those tools aren't necessarily working. And all three of those boxes are checked in Sharpie for Ryan Williams. He absolutely would make an impact in 2024. You know, my comp for him is Garrett Wilson, former first round draft pick out of Ohio State, now playing for the New York Jets. Again, in this day and age, Ryan, you can do it as a smaller, swift uh, player. Throw in the polish, and I think there's no doubt in this pass-first, base, spread football era of college football, he will have the ball in his hands in some capacity for whichever team he signs up with, but certainly if he picks Alabama. National College Football Recruiting Analyst for Rivals Network of Websites. Tide Illustrated is the website. We're visiting with John Garcia right now, talking about Ryan Williams. The interview has really turned into the Ryan Williams interview. But, uh, John, let me ask you beyond Ryan Williams. Is there anything to watch in this late national signing day? Yeah, I certainly think there is. You know, Washington has had their own uh, ability to turn over, you know, their commitment list based off of, you know, who was originally on board uh, with Kalen DeBoer following a, a national title runner-up run there in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so you could understand that some of those recruits are, are looking around. Obviously, there's new management uh, there in Washington under Jed Fish as well. So there's there's a bit of a back and forth going on between those two coaching staffs. But look, you know, some of those guys are still very much looking at Alabama and, and many other schools. I think there's a pass rusher to keep an eye on uh, who visited recently and obviously the portal guys. You know, you have players who enrolled in January as members of the class of 2024 who um, are, are now looking elsewhere. So I think, you know, we've already seen a, a purple and gold imprint on uh, on this class of 24 and the portal uh, through through Alabama's new coaching staff, and I think you see a little bit more of it uh, here going forward. Uh, so we'll see if there's any more high school additions in the month of, of February, but certainly 
the portal combined with Ryan Williams will provide uh, just enough fireworks on its own, really. John, outside of Alabama, uh, who grabs you in the world of recruiting when you take a note of what they did in the early signing period in this late signing day? Who grabbed your attention in the Southeastern Conference? Well, look, in a lot of positive ways, you got to look across the state, right? I mean, the Auburn Tigers finish John, with John, a top John, 10 John, group. John, 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 don't, don't brag on Auburn. I mean, we're, we're not – I mean, they're, look, they may be in town today for this basketball game. I mean, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Look, there's, there's a top 10 group coming to the Plains, uh, very offensive-laden, skill position-wise. We talked about the receiver group already. But, look, that's what Auburn needs, right? Those were positions of weakness – in 2023 uh, among several others so there's a, an onus there for this class at Auburn to hit the ground running they need to play and, and maybe even start multiple true freshmen on, on both sides of the football and I think they did a good job at the end of the cycle obviously Ryan Williams would be the icing on the cake there for them um, otherwise in the conference look Georgia's number one Alabama was the only real challenger to, to the Bulldogs in terms of this recruiting class um, before, of course, uh, Nick Saban retired. Georgia runs away now with the recruiting national title, elite class, trench heavy, as, as you would imagine, uh, under Kirby Smart. Really likes some of their uh, their late additions as well. Linebacker and secondary elite uh, in, in this Georgia class. And then you look at some of the newcomers. Texas finishes number three in the cycle. Again, you know, coming off of a college football playoff berth, you expect Texas to uptick, and but Oklahoma's right there in the top ten as well. So the combination of the newcomers and then the Bama Georgia dynamic at the top of of the recruiting rankings, I think is is right where we need to have the discussion relative to the SEC. But look, the the conference is loaded. LSU was in the top ten. Florida brings in maybe their banner quarterback recruit in the last decade in DJ Lagway. So there's a lot to like in the SEC as usual from a recruiting standpoint. But Bama will be right in the thick of it. John, uh, take this last question and promote everything that you're involved in. I know the main rivals website is the National Recruiting Analyst, but also Tide Illustrated, which is uh, Tony Sakalas. We featured him yesterday. Always a great uh, follow. He's the managing editor there, affiliated with John Garcia. John's on the national level, but Tide Illustrated, the local website covering the University of Alabama. John, promote more about what you're involved in. Yeah, absolutely. Check out TitleJustIllustrated.com. Uh, a lot going on, as you would imagine, from a, a talent acquisition standpoint. Almost got to check in with every player on the current roster to, to see where things stand. So those guys are doing a really good job over there. And then, yeah, Rivals.com. We just released our final ranking for the class of 2024, and we're starting to turn the page to the class of, of 2025, which, of course, will be the first full cycle for DeBoer and company. So that will be fascinating to see how – it translates from, you know, initial scholarship offers, initial evaluations to eventual, you know, official visits, verbal commitments here in the spring and, and summer months. So a lot going on at Rivals.com. Uh, check us out. John Garcia, you can also connect with John straight up on the Twitter account. Uh, it's very simple, at John Garcia underscore junior. Uh, John, I always appreciate you, man, for being a part of the show. Hope you have a great afternoon. We'll talk hopefully before National Signing Day. Thank you, man. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. John Garcia, National College Football Recruiting Analyst for uh, Rivals.com. Tide Illustrated covering the University of Alabama. Let's continue. We're going to take some phone calls. We're going to dive into a couple of different things here. We've got our Alabama and Auburn. We'll do a little score prediction. We'll have a chance to give away some things uh, courtesy of Daniel Moore and Dreamland. We'll add those together. But also I want to go back to some Caitlin DeBoer audio because I thought he gave us a lot of things to talk about. When you look at the world of the University of Alabama and building that bond with those players in that locker room, 
The galvanizing moment, that's my word, not his, galvanizing moment. It's only stronger because of what they've been through in the last couple of weeks. I kind of love the uh, yay Alabama, the NIL side of things. If they're not wearing crimson, I'm not going to say the word. uh, Forget them? Forget them. There you go. Forget them. Uh, If they're not wearing crimson, forget them. I like that, Wyatt. You saved me on that. Thank you. Thank you. I was... uh, I was trying to think of a word that I could say legally on the radio and still have a job tomorrow, uh, but I really couldn't come. But if they're not wearing crimson, forget them. Why? I like that. Maybe we could do the PG version of that shirt. It it fits. I mean, we I mean, we, we could actually say it, but then we'd be on you know a ten second delay every well, every and, show. And, you know, it's it's not so easy to explain the dot dot dot. That's on the T-shirt, right? It's dot, dot, dot. I mean, if I did dot, dot, dot on the radio, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Dot, dot, dot. Now, I mean, I mean, yes, we're, we're out of first grade here. We're not connecting the dots, but we are connecting the dots. And we'll do more of Connect the Dots coming up in a couple of minutes. So excited to be able to feature Christopher Gabriel coming up at 4 o'clock. We're going to learn a little bit more about Kalen DeBoer. He's a two-time Best Morning Drive show out in Fresno, uh, has had a chance to feature uh, Kalen DeBoer at an early point in his career. We're going to talk about it with Christopher coming up 4 o'clock. Connor O'Gara at 3 o'clock. More of your phone calls coming up. T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Lord, I'm craving. Let's see at Midtown, TJ Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of pharmacists. And if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205-752-0627. Sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs, the retail side, if you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama, and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, pharmacymidtown.com, pharmacymidtown.com, conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown, a huge part of our show. The best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Let's talk about it. 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. A lot of things to talk about. A lot of things to discuss. We are die Man, we gotta, we're going to have some fun. I mean, we, we are now, and I was saying this uh, last night, it, it's almost like a scavenger hunt. Did you enjoy scavenger hunts when you were a kid? I mean, did you? Yeah, I, like a, I loved it. You connected the piece. We we always did this in like youth group, right? You would have certain things in the, you know, maybe it would be the the hymn or the Bible. And you would go throughout the entire church searching for little things, right? And then you come back and you try to get all the clues. Almost feel like that's where we're at, trying to explore more about Alabama's brand new coach. And it's, you know, whether it's Tom Lemming yesterday, the grandfather of recruiting, or today, when we go out to Fresno and we talk to Christopher Gabriel, or we're going to talk with Connor O'Gara, uh, we, we've also got some other guests that we have featured in the past, and uh, we're going to continue doing this because it's, it kind of gives us an understanding of what he's going to bring to the University of Alabama. Let's go 205-342-9904, and we go to Paul and Lincoln. First up, Paul, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Ryan, have you noticed any of the degenerate cult members walking the streets of Tuscaloosa yet? You know, I I did not notice, but I have noticed uh, the rain is kind of washing the, you know what I mean? The, uh, the smell? Yeah, yeah. It's, the uh, stench? Yeah. It, I think the that's stench? What, Yeah, it's just kind of washed <laughs> it away. It's, uh, but I mean, Paul. It's going it's it's to take a lot more of the rain to cleanse that stench. Uh of the cult members. You know, Paul, with, with there might be a few Auburn people that are listening to us today because they are in town. I, I was going to maybe give them a warm welcome, and I was going to ask you if you could do that, if you don't mind. Sure. They can all go to hell. Um, you know, I have nothing for them. They're irrelevant. They're the most delusional fan base in the history of fandom. Let's be honest, Ryan. They're cheering, they're rooting for a program who the face of that program is a human trafficker. Mm. That should tell you all you need to know about the bugs and what and what they're what they're about. And listen, I know they take the moral high ground when it comes to anything. You know, they're the the moral compass of uh, of 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 the SEC footprint, but they're nothing but a bunch of degenerates, okay? Let's be honest. That program, I'm talking football now, they've had three consecutive losing seasons, Ryan, three. They haven't won a bowl game in five years, Ryan. Five, five years. They have not won a bowl game in five years. They've got three more SEC championships than Georgia Tech. You know the last time Georgia Tech won an SEC championship run? How about 1952? Wow. Paul's throwing out some facts here. They've got a 22-21-1 record against the mighty Vanderbilt Commodores. Mm. Anchor down. Anchor down, baby. And they just they just broke even with them this past season. Ryan, they're a fraud. They'll always be a fraud. They bring nothing to the table, Ryan. They're nothing. 
they're they're what you know if they're all around they're a piece of lint they're a bottle cap what do you do with a piece of lint or a bottle cap ryan throw it in the you trash it. you throw it in the trash ryan i'm just bringing facts today i can't stand would, i mean if, if you're looking at ryan williams okay and you're thinking about what they can try to do surely auburn's really not in this for ryan williams it's, it's all smoke and mirrors, Ryan. You've got some of their media types. You've got some of their mods on some of their boards. Hey, some of those, are, they may be listening today. Hello. Um, good. Hello. Hello. My name's Paul in Lincoln, by the way. Um, Philip and, Marshall and, and says hello. Yeah, bring him on. Bring uh, bring on Fat Phil. Come on. Bring him on. Um, Ryan, listen. They're, 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 they're a fraud. They're an absolute fraud. Ryan... The, the, the coaching staff that Hugh Hefner Freeze assembled this past season, it was one of the most discombobulated coaching staffs. They couldn't stand one another. I mean, in some of, in some of the, the behind-the-scenes information, I've, I've get, it, it almost came to blows. The attitudes, the, the, and, and who, who, was the, who was the overseer of that? Hugh Hefner Freeze. I sent you the, the tweet. That Ron Roberts, before he left to go to Florida, which was less than a lateral move, you know, he was the Auburn DC. He goes to Florida, and he absolutely goes scorched earth on Hugh Freeze and the Auburn program when he left, talking about what what a cesspool that Hugh Freeze has uh, has brought to the plains. And um, so, listen. so you and, and what Paul is talking about, Ron Roberts, coach there, put up ten culture killers. Is it that's the one you're talking about? And that's so, it. So that's you it. think he yep. was referencing the Auburn Tigers? Mm. I absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind that's who he was referencing. Well, if if Hugh Freeze would have learned from his lesson, we all deserve a second chance in life. I make mistakes. Uh, you know, probably not in the. Uh, the human trafficking circles uh, there of renting. Yeah. You can't get much lower than that, right? Yeah, but um, so, get so we're not in that, that level with Hugh Freeze. No, 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 no. But, no. but we all make mistakes. But Hugh has not. He's not, he's not. He just continued the behavior. The behavior oh, yeah. has not it, went away. We went to he went to Liberty and things, he got in the middle of a situation that he never should have stuck his nose in. And and now he's uh, anyway. Paul, look at you, now man. He, you got me off in the weeds. Well, hey, they deserve. Listen, they're nothing but. <laughs> they need a. They need a tanker truck full of weed killer to dispose of that program. Okay. Well, maybe Kalen DeBoer can put them out of business. I would love him to put that bunch out of their misery, because nope. they're delusional. They're frauds. The entire program is a fraud. Mm. They mean, in the grand scheme of things, they mean nothing. They mean nothing. Paul, speaking of the Tigers, they're playing our Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, I'd love to get. Uh, I'm, I'm I mean, fired up now. I'm I know sorry. you're fired up. I mean, I feel like I'm trying to be a therapist here, kind of calm you down just a little okay. bit. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't stand that much. <laughs> I hate them. Ooh, Lord, forgive me. T- Tony's, Tony's over here going, let him go, let him go, let him go. Uh, for those oh, who have just God. listened in, like uh, Christian Gabriel sent me a message and said, I'm streaming your show out in California. You think he's ever heard this hate between UC, US, uh, USC and UCLA? He's probably going, 
what in the world have I got myself into? <laughs> yeah, what have I got in the middle of? <laughs> it's just, it's Alabama and Auburn Day, and it Auburn is, is here is. in Tuscaloosa, and, and we just want to remind them that uh, Alabama will always be Brick Brother, and uh, you'll never yes, be much of are. anything. But uh, exactly. Bruce exactly. Pearl in the NCAA, you know what I mean, uh, is coming I, to town. I, I know, I know, I know. Big bad Bruce. You probably couldn't find a biscuit in town if you were looking for it. He's he's eight. Oh, home. I know. Yeah. Lord of mercy. Six thirty. <laughs> Six thirty. ESPN number eight against the Crimson Tide. Uh, Paul, where you want to go tiebreaker wise? Um, I was thinking well, uh, Jalen Milrow passing your. Oh, I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's um, let's go. I guess the standard three point. Shot percentage, I guess that's kind of maybe the way to go. Oh, what do you oh, think? You, you want to go there, or do you want to go? Well, uh, we can go anywhere. Any, any, you, you're, you're more than welcome to uh, to to give us the tiebreaker question, Ryan. I was me. thinking Mark Sears' total number of points, but uh, I do Let's like do the I do like the uh, three point side of things. Uh, that one's fair too. Hmm. Little, well, you, you, you pick it. It don't matter. You pick it. We'll go. Okay. Yeah. Let's do Mark Sears' total number of points. Okay. Okay. Uh, give me. Let's go. Let's go twenty points. Okay. And give me your twenty score. points. Score: Bama ninety-two. The booger-eating morons eighty-three. There we go. Paul, thank you so much, man. Roll tide to you. Let me just tell all the drivers in Tuscaloosa. You know, yield to Bama fans. Yield to all animals, but yield not to the bugs. Roll Tide, Ryan. Roll Tide. Paul is fired up. I mean, think about if you're first time listening to this program and you hear Paul, what would you like to tell the Auburn fans? They can go to college rivalries. I hope we never lose this. But I'm I'm concerned. Um, no, I'm not. I was going to pretend that I'm concerned. Kane Womack putting up a time uh, little post here for University of South Alabama, USA. He says, I can't adequately express how deeply we love the University of South Alabama, the city of Mobile. The last three years have been a dream come true. Thank you, Jack Nation, for showing up, supporting us, and embracing the vision for our football program. Melissa and I, along with our sons, leave behind special friendships, core memories, and a part of our hearts that South Alabama captured like no other place had ever done before. We will be cheering from Tuscaloosa and still believing that for South. The best days are still ahead. Keep your J's up. Quote, hashtag our city, hashtag LEO. Gratefully, Kane Womack. That is the new defensive coordinator at the University of Alabama. So all these guys are updating their Twitter profiles. You got all these coaches that are now making. I know I saw Courtney Morgan earlier. We'll dive into it coming up in a couple of minutes. T-Town Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC. Your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Art.com as we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life. It's Daniel Moore Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches, Nick Saban and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms. Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26. Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant. 
DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select the game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you going to DanielMoreArt.com. The game with Ryan Fowler, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And then we're going to go out west and continue to explore the scavenger hunt. Who is Kalen DeBoer? Yeah, we know him. We know him. But uh, we're trying to find out more. We've got some great guests uh, the coming days. And then we'll also step back and do a little special edition of the show next week. We're going to be live, but we're going to do a little something a little out of the ordinary. So we'll continue with more of the game. And right now we go to Greg in Athens. Greg, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Hey, Ryan. Thank you for taking my call. Um I think a lot of people are wanting February 9th to get here and uh, for Mr. Williams to make up his mind which way he's going. And um, it obviously would be a feather in uh, Coach DeBoer's cap if he can have him recommit and sign with the Tide. So, um, you know, I guess we're just going to have to wait. I just, you know, no doubt it'll do something great on the field because Alabama needs some – you know, talent at that wide receiver spot, some guys that can really add to the depth of, of that room. But think about what it will do for the recruiting catalyst to be able to slip in in three weeks, four weeks, build a relationship with one of the top recruits. Now, yeah, he always favored Alabama, or at least that's what we've, we've been told. Uh, and when you think about Ryan Williams, um, to be able to come in and develop that, you know, relationship quickly enough that he says, hey, I'm going to be a part of that. And I said it with John Garcia. It's probably easier for Ryan Williams to commit to Kalen DeBoer than it was for Julio Jones to believe in Nick Saban's system. Yeah, it's, you know, Coach DeBoer is all about relationship building. And, you know, he's been uh, the last few days out in Mississippi and Alabama um, connecting with high school programs and Having someone like Ryan Williams commit to him um, would further open in that door, um, especially when a lot of the five-star commits that committed this year to Coach Saban are sticking with the program. And I know that Mbakwe is one of his classmates and has been heavily involved with, uh, you know, working on uh, Williams to stay or to come back and uh, enroll. So we'll see. And I love what John, I asked John, I said, John, how quick can he make an impact? He said, I have no doubt that he will be an instant impact guy. And, and I know we've had other guests that have said similar, but the way that John responded, it was it was just so natural. He said, I have absolutely no doubt that he'll make an impact in 2024. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> majority of people that sign, if they come and enroll early in um, – at first of uh, January or December, um, they're more likely to start or contribute more than someone who waits until the summer. But there are rare exceptions to that, and 
I think Ryan Williams could be one of those people. And Ryan Williams is a guy that uh, is going to send us off the edge because I think you understand the only part, and really it's not a big, for me, the only thing that you look at Kalen DeBoer is the only thing that you can draw. Like if you're a, if you're a doubter of the Kalen DeBoer system, I'm not, you're not, but there, there are some out there. It's recruiting. It's recruiting. If he gets Ryan Williams, that will settle that down at a ton at a rapid pace. Yeah, I, I just think uh, it, it would be a um, a boost to well, his now, um, momentum. Now, Greg, let's spin it around a little bit because you're, you're a guy that likes to talk a little logic with us. On a standpoint of Auburn, okay, because there's a good thing for Alabama if Kalen DeBoer can land Ryan Williams, but what if Hugh Freeze can't build a relationship? Because it, be, it will never be served up on a plate the way that it was – if they were truly in it, Nick Saban retires, and you still can't get the player that you want. Yeah, I, I think it's um, you know for Auburn, who already has a couple of five-star guys coming in, um, it's, it doesn't mean the same from a football standpoint or game standpoint. It's more of reputation and thumb in your nose um, at Big Brother, and um, and look. You know, since Nick Saban ruled the in-state talent, it's rare that he has lost someone uh, to Auburn. Um, normally, if he's lost an upper-tier uh, high school recruit, it's a one-off like um, Clemson or um, Georgia, something like that occasionally. But the guys that he generally want, wanted in Alabama, he got. And um, and so um, we just need to put that notion to bed. Just sign a guy, get him there to uh, to Tuscaloosa, and um, just re- it just will reiterate what the natural order is of football in the state of Alabama. There we go. Hey, Greg, uh, I got a big basketball game here tonight. We're doing a little score prediction contest. What do you think? Um, I think Alabama's going to win. 88 to 82. Okay, and we're going Mark Sears, uh, North Alabama guy. Uh, he's averaging 19.6 points per contest. Where do you want to go? Um, I will say 21. I, I said 19.6. He's actually 19.8, so uh, 21. Hey, Greg, thank you, man. Have a great rest of your day. Yes, sir. Roll Tide. Connor O'Gara, Fox Sports Update, headed your way. Connor O'Gara next. T-Town Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC. Your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Wesley Planet U. Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food right there in Northport. If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastor's dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Also find the food truck. And we are also now serving breakfast at Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find him in Northside. Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food with Pastor Garcia. 
Fourth floor power equipment, if you're looking for chainsaw needs, if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris, you'll find the backpack blowers, the battery-operated tools, the Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Crest Outdoor Power Equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna. Service department, do that end-of-the-season maintenance at Northport Power Equipment. It's two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center since 1996. Northport Power Equipment. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch is in effect. Cloudy with rain and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The rain can be heavy at times. The high today 66. The low tonight 62. Tomorrow cloudy rain much of the day. Maybe a thunderstorm or two. The high at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monty Bolaños. Championship weekend is almost here in the NFL. Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey returned to practice today after missing the last two games with a calf injury. Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco won't practice today because of a toe injury, but is getting better and is likely to play. Pro Bowl guard Joe Thune won't practice today because of a pec strain, and his status for the AFC Championship game is up in the air. Lions head coach Dan Campbell says he's unsure if Zach Ertz will play in the NFC Championship game against the 49ers. Jim Harbaugh is currently scheduled to interview with the Falcons for a second time on Thursday, while former Titans coach Mike Vrabel is at the Falcons facility today to interview for their open head coaching job. The Packers have parted ways with defensive coordinator Joe Barry, and in the NBA, Doc Rivers is finalizing an agreement to become the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. We are playing Journey. Nick Saban retires. We stop playing his favorite song at 3 o'clock. We kick that to the curb. Uh, we don't know the favorite song, but we do know that Kalen DeBoer's favorite band is Journey. So we have uh, subbed Nick Saban out. We might put him at the 5 o'clock hour. I know that's Dixieland Delight. I don't know, maybe 5.30 or something, or maybe we can do 5.45. We, we love that song, but... Uh, you know, the new era in Tuscaloosa. Right now, we're going to Connor O'Gara. He is senior national columnist for Saturday Down South. Hey, Connor, I hope all is well. Welcome to the game in Tuscaloosa. Hey, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. I uh, I didn't realize that Kaelin DeBoer's favorite band was was Journey. Now you got me thinking about what what his intro song should be because I think those stop believing. It's, you know, it's a great song. It's a classic. It's been played at every wedding in human <laughs> history, but... I think you got to come up with something that's a little bit more original because that that's a little bit too underdoggy of a of a vibe probably for for what he's going for. Fair enough, fair enough. And and we've had some uh, recommendations. I mean, don't stop believing. It's just 
it it's worn out. You know what I mean? I mean, I like it. I mean, I go to Mississippi State every other year, and they play it there. It's like one of their songs go crazy. And Don't Stop Believing. You know, they're getting their head beat in 35 to 7, and they play Don't Stop Believing. So I get it, but uh, uh, I'm, we're, we're just kind of picking and choosing a couple of journey hits just to put us at the 3 o'clock hour. we we got to embrace the new coach and uh, trying to learn a little bit more about him each and every day. Connor, what was your reaction to Kalen DeBoer getting this job? I, I was one of those people that praised the job that he did at Washington and, and thought if Alabama could replace the greatest coach of all time with someone as successful as Kalen DeBoer, that'd be a great sign. And, and to me, it doesn't guarantee success, but there are so few uh, of these hires that we we really feel like we have a good idea how they're going to turn out that actually turn out the way that we speculate. So. For me to, to sit here and pretend like, oh, I know he's going to win X amount of national championships. I, I don't. I, I really don't. But I, I love the job that he's done in four years as a head coach at Fresno State and at Washington. And it's not just that that he is someone that, that spent a, a ton of time at small schools being able to rise his way through the ranks that way. I mean, if the guy wasn't good at, at, at being a football coach, he would not be 12-2 and two against AP Top 25 team. Now, uh, to me, there are so many other factors that are going to go into this, how he recruits in a new region of the country, how his staff is developed, how many ties he has to, to, to be able to, to understand kind of the NIL world and how to maximize that and all the other you know criticism that's going to come with being the successor to Nick Saban. That's going to determine his success. But I like the hire. I am a big Kalen DeBoer fan. I have him as my number three coach in the SEC coming into this upcoming season. So I am more of a believer than a naysayer. Okay, so you've got Kirby ahead of him. Who's the second guy? Brian Kelly's still ahead of him. Okay. I, and look, I, I realize that, you know, you could say, well, Brian Kelly, you know, I, and one of the things I'm actually doing with uh, with these uh, SEC coach rankings, which I'll, I'll tease, those are coming out Sunday on SaturdayDownSouth.com, shameless plug. Um, but one of the things that I'm doing is I'm doing like one thing that I like and one thing that I don't like, basically just to try and get out ahead of the, the you know, the propaganda and then, you know, whatever critique is going to come. And the critique for Brian Kelly is obvious. He's got one win all time against an AP top five team. I mean, Gus Malzahn had multiple wins against the number one team in the country in a month's time. Like this is something that is going to continue to hang over Brian Kelly but still, I mean, the guy has 34 wins against AP Top 25 teams all time. He is now the leader in terms of active. He is he's the active leader um, with double-digit wins. He's now that Nick Saban has, has stepped down. So I, I think Brian Kelly is still on any short list of the best coaches in sports. When you think about the doubts around Kalen DeBoer, um, offensively, we don't have any doubts. Defensively, maybe there's some, but uh, when you look at Kane Womack uh, going to come in from South Alabama and then Maurice Linguist uh, coming in from Buffalo, you look at this staff, and then he's still got one more piece to kind of connect when you look at the defensive side of the football. Uh, it's, I guess the defensive side would be an area that maybe you could doubt if, if there is uh, on the on the field side of things. Yeah, that, that's, that's the area that, that I have the most questions about. It, it is. And look, I mean, Alabama knows nothing but top 30 defenses. That That is all they've had for the last 17 years during the Nick Saban era. And we can, you know, point to the fact that in the last five years, they haven't had these 
I guess last six years since 2007 or yeah, 2017. That was the last time that Alabama had a top eight scoring defense. So it's fallen off as this offense that we've seen in Tuscaloosa has, has emerged. But I think that is still a, a, a major question. And I like King Womack. I mean, look, I, I'm an Indiana grad, so I, I know the, the Kalen DeBoer, Kane Womack, uh, you know, th- their history, their rise, how important they were um, in Bloomington and, and what they were able to do in a short time there. But uh, there are still questions about how you're going to continue to, to meet that standard. It, it's not a given. I mean, LSU is a good example this past year of like, look, you, you can have talent. You can feel like you have guys that are total game wreckers. But if you're putting guys like Harold Perkins in the wrong spot, then you're going to be limiting yourself and what you can do. And so, yeah, I mean, Alabama's got some nice pieces moving forward, and, and I'm still a big believer in guys like Deontay Lawson and Malachi Moore, and I think they're going to be key contributors. But it's what does that depth look like? Is there this this floor year over year where they're not going to have that year where they're just a total doormat? That, to me, is, is something that I don't think we can take for granted. We shouldn't at least take for granted during the, the 17 years of the Saban era. Connor, just a couple of days ago, we were talking about, you know, you're, you're way too early top 10. Um, in your opinion, should Alabama move down with this transition? Because coaching staff, Connor, this may be a better coaching staff than Nick Saban put on the field this past year. Yeah, I, I think it would. Gosh, I, I already want to redo that. I okay. really, really do. Hey, I mean, hey, I mean think about I, how many you published that 15 days ago. Look at the world of college uh, athletics in the last 15 days. Yeah, I basically wanted to throw it away like a week after. <laughs> and look, I, it's not always like that. I mean, I, I've had things go cold in a hurry. But with all the movement that Ohio State had to, like very soon thereafter, and I had kind of different feelings about Texas and obviously different feelings about Alabama as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably have Alabama a little bit lower. I mean, TBD on kind of this Michigan situation, the way that plays out. But yeah, I mean, they're still going to be closer to like that five to six type range. But you know, it kind of begs the question, who really enters a situation where year one, they're starting off top two in the country, top three in the country. The last coach, I think, that you could really make the case had national championship expectations year one, where it was like, hey, if you don't with this roster, it's kind of on you. Probably Larry Coker at Miami 2001. And he looked at that roster, and it was insane, the things that they were able to do. But there there are not a whole lot of coaches that step in where it's like, yeah, preseason top three team, you should probably get to a national championship with a team that's good. I don't think Alabama's going to be at that level. I think there will be teams that, that are ahead of them, and they could be more in that five to six type range, depending on that post-spring portal window and how that all plays out. Let's go back to Jim Harbaugh. You brought him up a couple of minutes ago to be determined. What do you think he end of the day he does? You think he goes to the NFL? I don't think he stays. Okay. Yeah, he's look. He's been flirting for each of the last three seasons. He wants to go to the NFL. It's just a matter of who's going to have it. That's what this is all going to come down to. Even if he doesn't get one of these jobs, which if you've got multiple interviews at, at these places with Falcons, with Chargers, you know maybe maybe there's another team in there that I'm that I'm forgetting. Whatever. But it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. I think it happens this year. I think the Chargers thing happens. I don't think it's a matter of what Michigan is offering him. This isn't about money. The guy just won a national championship. He can write his own check. He won Michigan's first outright national championship since 1948. Like the guy, the guy has it made in the shade. But clearly, he wants to scratch that itch that is the NFL and win a Super Bowl. And 
be considered one of the great coaches in the history of this sport overall. And that is something that is so hard to do. And you know, obviously Nick Saban is the example that a lot of people like to bring up and Steve Spurrier and his struggles at the NFL level, but just to be considered a great overall football coach, it's such a unique legacy that even his brother doesn't have, and he could be on the precipice of winning another Super Bowl. So yeah, I, I think he's gone. I don't think he'd be flirting with that opportunity three consecutive off seasons if that's what he ultimately didn't want. So Connor, if, if he leaves and goes to the NFL, in your opinion, give me a couple of names that you think would be kind of key to watch in Ann Arbor. Well, I mean, I think Sean Moore is the one that, look, if he doesn't get the job, I'd be surprised. You know, I, I think they would make that internal promotion. The, the job that he did as an interim coach this year was tremendous. And, you know, I, I think that there's been a lot of recent history to suggest you can, you can do just fine for yourself with making, you know, the, the, the unsexy, internal promotion hire as we saw obviously at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley stepping in for Bob Stoops, the, the, the internal decision for Ohio state to promote Ryan day after, you know, the urban Meyer Zach Smith thing played out and then he ends up stepping down 2018. And I think you, you've seen examples where it's worked and it kind of buys you a little bit of time. It's a weird time in the coaching carousel calendar. I think he would be the guy if he's not, if he's not though, Brian Kelly would be the one where you know that they would want to go after somebody like him with his ties in the Midwest, his you know history, obviously, even just coaching in the state of Michigan, I, I think would make him target number one if they did decide to go national. But who knows what that search would look like. It could be a very, very brief search, and it could just be as simple as Harbaugh announces he's stepping down. They make that announcement that Sharon Moore is promoted. Would that be a good hire in your opinion? I think so. Okay. I think so. I mean, look, he he revamped that offense, and he was great for what they needed to be able to do after Josh Gaddis. And I know I don't need to tell Alabama fans uh, anything about Josh Gaddis that they don't already know. Um, I, I think that what he's been able to do is show that he is a leader of people. And to do this job in the year 2024, you need to be a great leader of people you need to have everyone in your corner because alignment is the ultimate thing. And Nick Saban was a great reminder of what happens when a traditional program that has such a massive fan base to have everybody rowing in the same direction. And Michigan feels like it can have that. And I think that, that if you make a hire like that and don't necessarily worry about, oh, well, this guy has been a head coach here, done this, this, and this, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that you'll still be able to recruit at a, at a pretty high level. Harbaugh wasn't signing top five classes, by the way. So if that's your concern, I think you're probably not paying attention to recent history. But I do think that would end up being a good hire and could be exactly what they need to try and keep that roster intact. You try and avoid that 30-day window being hammered by it in the way that you know some have said Alabama's been hammered by it. I, I think it would be a really nice move for them. Hey, Connor, go back to Sark for just a couple of minutes. Um Someone had sent us a message via our app and said, uh, ask you where Sark would fit in. You listed the top three coaches in the SEC. Where's Sark fit in in there? That's a great question because I, I think the Sark resume is, is fascinating. You can really poke holes in it. Um, I have him at fifth right now okay. among SEC coaches. Oh. And uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's debatable, right? I think it's really debatable the job that, that he's done at now having – three different power five programs, all of whom I would say have great history and uh, have had a lot of success before his arrival. 
Um, it will probably have a lot of success after, you know, after he leaves. But, you know, he just led Texas to its best season in 14 years. People aren't saying Texas is back later than the month of September until he showed up. And, and so I, I guess Sam Ellinger was saying that, but, you know, that was on the heels of a four-loss season, so I don't really count that as much. But I, I think that Sark is in that conversation, you know, kind of quietly. He's got 17 wins against AP Top 25 teams. That's third among active SEC head coaches. So I, I do think that Sark and the job that he's done at Texas get them them where they were at year three where it didn't feel fluky at all. I mean, they beat Big 12 teams by an average of, of 17 points. And obviously the win in Tuscaloosa is, you know, second to none. So, yeah, I, I think Sark deserves a lot of credit, and I have him as one of the, the better coaches in the conference. Hey, Connor, take uh, this final question and promote everything that you're involved in. I know you do the podcast. You do uh, the national columns for Saturday on South. Promote everything that you're involved in. Uh, take as much time as you need. Yeah, I appreciate that. We've, we've got a lot of great content, SaturdayDownSouth.com right now. I always tell people, if you want to just spend an entire afternoon not doing your job mm-hmm. and just becoming a more informed college sports fan, um, SaturdayDownSouth.com is the best place to be able to do that. Um, in Saturday Down South podcast, we are doing two episodes a week. There's been so much to be able to dig into. We had Feinbaum on earlier in the week. We got to dig into a lot of things, you know, saving related and talk about kind of the way that the coaching, you know, dynamics have changed in the SEC. Talk about Link Kiffin's future as well. A lot of great things to be able to discuss in a very fluid time in this business that we are talking about uh, on the Saturday Down South podcast. So yeah, twice a week, we're not blowing up, you know, your feet or anything like that, but Lots and lots of great stuff that we've got going right now. Hey, Connor, thank you again for your time, man. Have a great rest of your afternoon. Absolutely, you too. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Connor O'Gara helping us out there. Saturday Down South, always appreciate those guys for jumping on. We're going to take more phone calls. We're doing a little score prediction day. Don't wait in to the last little bit because the last 30 minutes, we're going to break off a little bit early to get you over to CTSN, the network covering Alabama and Auburn as we'll air the basketball game tonight. Tips at 6.30. We're taking your predictions, your analysis there, but also kind of diving into some of this audio. We'll do more coming up in a couple of minutes with Kalen DeBoer, Tide 100.9, 12.30 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Heavy rain falling off and on over the next 48 hours. That also has led to a flash flood watch for the entire listening area. Police in Northport are responding to the scene of a shooting this afternoon. Police are responding to the 3600 block of 17th Street on a report that someone was shot in the leg. As the story develops, stay connected to the Tuscaloosa Thread for more info. And with the sloppy conditions come a lot of accidents and and lane blockage. Make sure you have the Tuscaloosa Thread app to stay up to date. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. The game is SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday. It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business. Crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available. The CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's bhardencons.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is bhardencons.com. Brian Harden Construction, industrial contractor and fabrication, I-beam installation, Brian Harden Construction. Every Friday made possible by Brian Harden Construction. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch is in effect. Cloudy with rain and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The rain can be heavy at times. The high today 66, the low tonight 62. Tomorrow, cloudy rain much of the day. Maybe a thunderstorm or two. The high at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. With a season never ends. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. It's screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Join us, and he's going to be able to connect some dots uh, when you talk about knowing Kalen DeBoer. And uh, highly recommended. I can't tell you from who, but uh, Christopher Gabriel uh, is going to be joining us coming up at 4 o'clock. We're going to have a chance to feature him. I think he'll be able to connect some dots with uh, what we're to expect personality-wise. And and we're learning a lot about this. Let's go back to the offensive clip. Uh, He was on with Pat McAfee. A couple of hours ago, Kalen Boer said this about his offensive package and what to expect. He even uh, talked about Jalen Milrose staying in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that's certainly a big piece of, uh, you know, these guys here in the program understanding what we've been. And, you know, we were on national TV a lot, uh, enough for them to see what we were doing and uh, be excited about their roles. You know, you talked about Jalen, you talked about uh, the receiving core. And, uh, you know, these guys are fired up about uh, getting those opportunities within this offense, uh, you know, Dylan Johnson was our was the, the leading rusher in the Pac-12, you know, and so you know all the skill guys, um, they're fired up and um, ready to to learn the system and uh, continue to grow. And then you know just defensively, bringing in Kane Womack, an experienced uh, you know head coach from South Alabama who I've worked with before at Indiana. Um, I'm excited about what we're going to do defensively and building on the great tradition of defense and uh, what, uh, you know, what physical football and uh, good, solid defense is all about. All right, so there it is. Uh, the conversation continues. Let's go to Marty in Arkansas. Marty, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ron. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I hope you're doing better than me. I hope you're doing better than me. I had to argue with my Razorback fans this morning. The only thing I had to do was – they said, oh, we never win another national championship. So now we all took up $10. You had to pick between Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, LSU, and A&M, and who would win the first national championship, the next national championship. Who did you pick, Marty? Alabama. You're rolling think- with a tide? Yeah, I always roll with I mean, my next question was going to be, are you bought in with Caitlin DeBoer? But it already sounds like you are. Yeah. You know know what? I don't care whether you do peewee football or or high school. If you beat the team, if you beat the the competition that you're against, that's all you can do. If he had better talent, he knew how to get talent in NIA or whatever he was in, and he beat them. I mean, it's just like high school football. If you're a high school football coach and you're beating everybody, oh, oh, he's recruiting players. Or he, no, he's just coaching, out-coaching everybody else. That's what makes me so mad. But, Ryan, 
I can't wait till we. Man, I wish it was only twenty days away. I can't wait till spring spring football. But Ryan, this coaching staff, all he's got to do is win the state. Go around right now, all the coaches. Get to know the high school football coaches. Cover the state up. Don't let the don't let them go to Cal College, and don't let them go out of the state. And he'll be fine. So, yeah, and recruiting, you need to supplement your in-state. I will tell you that Alabama focused more in-state this past year than in previous years. Well, you know, I mean, he's not going to be able to go down to Louisiana and do like Saban did because Saban was there. But everyone don't want to know this coach or says, oh, we don't know about him. Well, how many people knew about Saban when he come from from Michigan State, and everyone said, oh, he ain't no, he was a Michigan State. He didn't do nothing. He's a northern guy. He can't do nothing. He brought them from the dead. I mean, you look at the seven years before, they went through seven coaches and couldn't even get their their, their car out of, the, out of the bayou. So, I mean, this guy would be all right. We And another thing, Ron, you know, how did you know? He better have quarterbacks, though. He better have quarterbacks. Because you're going to play 16 games. You're going to play your 12, and then you're going to play three, and then the national championship game. Look at the NFL. Who gets knocked out most of the time? Your number one quarterback? You don't have a good backup? There goes the season. And, I mean, it's going to You've got to feel pretty solid about this quarterback spot. The quarterback room is – Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, quarterback now the chances – that you go into this upcoming football season, you got 219 days away from Alabama football brought to you by Alabama credit union. There's chances of you going into it with this entire quarterback room, highly unlikely. Cause a lot of these guys oh, yeah, are going to go yeah. through the spring and they're going to go, okay. Well, go the spring and then, then when they look at it, they'll, they'll transfer out. But I think that's the, to me, Marty, that's, that's the smart thing to do. Rather than going yeah, and hitting I mean, the portal like, three you days know, ago, go through spring. What does it really hurt you? I mean, like if you're nothing. Caleb Downs, if you transfer it, yeah, okay, you get to learn what Ryan Day expects. But how do you know that that you're not going to be a better, better fit in Tuscaloosa with a new system? You still have that portal option post-spring. Oh, I know. I, that's why I didn't understand why didn't a lot of them wait till spring and see what this coach like. I mean, you know. But it's hearsay, and you're 18 to 21 years old. You know, we can't judge them on that. We made a lot of mistakes when we were that age. So, you know, but, Ron, one thing, too, you know, one year the 12 team, the 12 team could have four losses. Look at Kansas City right now. They had six losses in the NFL, and they're playing for a championship to go Super Bowl. So, you know, just to say, oh, you don't – Comment, you know, you might be able to lose three or four games and be the 12th person. Because with the big conferences and the way the schedule is going to start coming out, you're going to be, be playing big boys after big boys. You're not going to be playing those Bodunk High Schools no more. Hey, Marty, what do you think, Alabama and Auburn tonight? Oh, God. You I sound nervous. Have... You, you sound nervous, Marty. Are yeah, you nervous? This seems a little not physical enough, but I think they can get it at home tonight. I just hope they can win. You know, I still think they're all right. I'm going to take 
84-78 Alabama, and Mark Spears is going to have 25. Okay, got it. Marty, thank you, man. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Right back to you. Uh, let's continue with Chuck in Georgia. Chuck, I'm sorry we couldn't get to you last night in the last couple of minutes. I'm glad you were able to call back in. I hope all is well. All good, Ron. That's good, man. I appreciate you having me on. But What's on your mind, Chuck? Well, I, I glad, you know, last night I was thinking about some of the questions you was asking, you know, and I was, uh, I was thinking about, you know, when Coach Saban was hired in 07, you know, uh, what? I, I looked. Today, who who was on the market then? I mean, I know he was at Miami, but, you know, I think Coach DeBoer, I mean, not saying he's a coach saving, but where he ranked uh, of the, the top coaches available, you know, Coach Saban wasn't, probably wasn't ranked really any higher than Coach DeBoer's ranked right now of what, what was available at the time. Do, do you agree with that? I mean, uh, Chris Peterson was at Boise and uh, – you know, uh, you know, I forget all, but I, you know, if we'd have picked from a college list, I mean, Coach Saban would have been one of the top two or three. You know, he would have been. Um, I think his pedigree at LSU, you know, kind of added to that. Yeah, things did. did not go very well in the NFL. I mean, I know that he didn't but, get his quarterback. I, you know, that those stories are pretty long. But uh, I mean, I, I mean, my feel, man. I, Golly, things just, it's almost like deja vu a little bit. I mean, things just feel, I mean, after I got off life support, you know, after the first two or three days. Sure. You know, and shock. I mean, yeah, I mean, things feel, they, they just feel, you know, organized and, and classy and, and just, it kind of feels like it did when we hired Coach Saban, you know, the way it was done and handled is what I'm saying. You know, it just, I got a real good feeling about things, just hearing him talk, you know, saying the, the, the same type things, the right things. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a real, uh, real uh, feeling of ease a little bit, you know. Well, and, and to me, Chuck, and I proposed this question yesterday, and I almost think we can piggyback it. When you look at coaches right now that you would actually swap as we learn more about Kalen DeBoer, how many coaches out there would you literally trade him for? I mean, that, very few. You know, you could you could count them on a couple fingers if it was me. All right, who would you I mean, who I, would you say? I mean, I know you're from Georgia. I mean, would you trade him for Kirby yeah. Smart? I mean, for the top caliber coach Kirby is, and then the production he's getting done, but for the and I don't want to say this wrong, man, but, but, uh, man, C- Coach Saban just, 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 just emits so much class about him with, with everything he does, you know? Uh, I mean, I just envision a Kirby locker room on any given day with, with just, you know, screaming and yelling and cussing as much as you can, you know? <laughs> it's just, I mean, for, for the product that, that that I would get, I mean, yeah, wins and losses, yeah. But uh, but like Lanning, I mean, he's cut from that mold, but he, he's not as proven as Coach DeBoer. Well, so, if you, and I if mean, you look like, at Sark, which was rumored to kind of be a buzz around here, uh, Caitlin DeBoer beat him with less talent. Yeah, I mean, Lanning they were, the, they were mean, a six point underdog. Keeping that, keep that in yeah. mind. 
Yeah. You double I mean, I mean, a six point underdog, and he beat them very comfortably. Well, and, and, and you gonna give the keys to the castle of Tuscaloosa to Lane Kiffin? No. I mean, uh, no. Good gracious Almighty! I mean, we. What made me the proudest about this hire is I wanted a replacement, not just for Coach Saban, but I wanted that thing. I wanted a family. I wanted somebody to come to Tuscaloosa with a wife and a family and build and continue doing what, what Coach and Miss Terry was, had done for 17 years. You know, and, and yeah, I want to win and coach too, but I, th- I think we got the whole package, man. And now, now this transfer portal, that's a whole different ball game. I mean, I, 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 I wish my, my one change to the portal would be when a new coach is hired that you can't get in the portal until 10 days after the, the, the new coach has got on campus. Because there is no opportunity. Oh, I see what you're I mean, saying. Okay, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have a grace period where let the new coach get on campus. I mean, kids could start leaving the minute after Coach Saban said he was retiring. I mean, so let the new coach get on campus and have an opportunity to talk to those kids. I mean, uh, and then give them 30 days. You know, if you're going to give them 30 days, I think 30 days is too many. Well, Chuck, I, I think but, the other option is what – you know, one of our listeners brought to our attention last week, if you take somebody in the portal, then your portal opens up for a five-day period. Because we're doing all this in name of athlete rights, right? So if you're a quarterback and your coach goes out here and stocks your roster with nine quarterbacks, then and you don't want to compete, then your portal opens up for five days. It's only fair. Well, yeah, and it's almost like... I think it would cut down some of that tampering. I know this is coming from a biased Alabama fan. Sure. But it's almost like it, it, they knew Coach Saban was a couple years away from retirement. And it's almost like another rule change to, to pull Alabama down. You know, they, they changed the offense, how fast they can go, and, you, and the defense couldn't sub. And, and, you know, you had to adjust to that. And they changed the transfer portal. Then they brought in NIL. And now this, it's almost like, how many more different things can we change to make one team not be so dominant? And and what's wrong with a team being dominant when, you know, you work hard for it? And, and, and it's what you've instilled inside yourself. It's almost like in American general now, it's a disgrace to work hard and rise to the top. You know? It, that's the mentality. Hey, Chuck, give me a score, Alabama and Auburn. Uh, I'm going to go Bama 84-82. 84-82. Mark Sears' total number of points. He averages 19.8 points per contest. Yeah, I think he's going to step up. Let's give him 23. Hey, Chuck, thank you so much, man. Thank you, Ron. Chuck in Atlanta, Georgia, helping us out there. Appreciate you, Chuck in Georgia. Coming up uh, in about 20 minutes, we're going to go to Fresno, California. Why? Kayla DeBoer, coach there. Christopher Gabriel is going to help us. He does afternoons radio there. We're going to talk with him. We're going to dive into a lot of different things. Mitchell, we're going to take you coming up in just a couple of minutes. T-Town Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
Toyota.com, a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, Forerunners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory. Most of the pre-owned inventory comes with that same lifetime powertrain warranty. See all of the inventory, TuscaloosaToyota.com and Tuscaloosa Toyota on Scotland Boulevard. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Clips we're going to get into. We're going to get a Christian Gabriel coming up in Fresno that's going to help us tie back and, and really understand the foundation that he was able to build there at Fresno State. We'll dive into that coming up at about 20 minutes. Right now, it's Mitchell here in Tuscaloosa. Mitchell, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Hey, Ryan. What's up today, man? I'm good, man. I hope you are too, man. Yeah, I got, you know, <laughs> drenched uh, with a downpour at, at work delivering that beer, but. I'll survive, man. Something tells me when you think about uh, this Alabama and Auburn game, does it does it compare with anything football related or no, not really? No, from, nothing from at all. From your standpoint, your standpoint as far as no, I mean it's uh, you know first part of the of the new year, obviously, and it's uh, it's, it's rather slow in the uh, in the beer distributing business. Uh, Alabama Auburn basketball game or. Any, any basketball games not gonna not gonna make us uh, you know just. Well, the only reason I was over, asking over, is over. the tickets are such a hard ticket that right. I figured that the sports bars would just load up. Um, not not so I can tell it okay. on my route. Okay. Uh, and it, it really, like I said, not, not any kind of any kind of basketball game at home. Uh, uh, beer sales are not going to go up just because there's a there's a game in town. So, all right, and I'll I'll leave it at that. I guess because I, I mean, it, I guess we're just we're football uh, driven, and <laughs> the students uh, and the locals drink more when there's a football game in town. Mitchell, when you think so, about Kalen uh, uh, DeBoer, you know, we got your opinion a few weeks ago when Nick Saban retired, but I don't think we've got you on since uh, Kalen DeBoer. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, so uh, quickly, just from what I've, he- I've heard, obviously Tony's the negative one. Uh, he, he's not, he doesn't like it. And me, myself, uh, myself and, and others are kind of kind of undecided right now. And then there's a bunch of people that, that like it. But uh is is there anybody 
Well, well, first of all, I haven't seen the details of his contract. It's not out yet. Uh, and, and we had someone else call and ask that yet. I don't think that's been uh, discussed. I think that's well, got to go. We, well, I think that's got to go in front of the board of trustees. Right. So, but he, I, I, but I, don't, I would hope. I would hope he's got a five-year contract. I, I think it would probably be more than like seven. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, normally that's what they give those coaches. Normally it's about a seven-year deal. I don't think you're going to be able to get him out of UW for, you know, you're not going to be able to get him out of there cheap. Unless you owe them a few bucks. Um, what was right he making under, at Washington? I thought it was right under $10 million. Yeah. I, I was thinking it was like 4 or $5 million No, Lord, no. Mm. No, it's hmm. – I mean, not, not the current structure when you look at pay. I can tell you in oh, two seconds, okay. but uh, I'll stand corrected. Hold on a second. No, you're actually right. So he was he was under five. He wasn't under four, but he was under five. So with incentives, so, he was a little bit over five. A little bit over five. So I, I would assume he would start out around eight or nine with us. Would you? I'd be sure. I mean, think about the buyout alone's twelve million. Yeah. And they were expected well, – maybe this is where I got a little bit confused, but they were expected to throw at uh, him a really good offer, almost almost double. Wow. Alabama didn't get him yeah. cheap. I mean, I don't know exactly what that contract will be. But. Right. And, and I know that uh, – uh, what was I going to say? I know, I know – uh, Damn, I drew a blank, right? <laughs> anyway. Old. You're getting old, Mitchell. I do. Definitely am. Yeah, um, and, and really looks like they were going to actually offer him over $10 million is what they were going to do. So they think the combined contract, according to what I'm reading here, but there's been nothing really official. Uh, that's what they were going to offer him when they found out we were coming after him. Yeah. Okay. Um, so do you think... I mean, I, I am impressed with the way he went out and got two head coaches being, you know, South Alabama and University of Buffalo, but he hired those guys as head coaches to become position coaches with the University of Alabama. I, I think that's huge. And one guy's a coordinator. Right. Okay, sure. But, yeah, I, that that's, that's huge right there that two head coaches uh, – for for uh, lesser schools would would leave their job and and become come here to work work under me. And I realize um, the guy from South Alabama has worked with him before at Indiana. But yeah, it's it's just kind of a wait and see approach. And I like everything that I, I hear on him. And but we we got to you know like a, a lot of callers have said we got we got to be patient uh, with him. And and well, and also keep in mind now this is something else that you're going to have to account for. As I'm reading for this over $10 million with incentives, in that state looks like they could offer a 10-year contract. So they were going to offer him 10 years at that salary. In the state of Alabama, you can't go beyond seven. Just kind of keep that in mind. So Alabama had to ante it up. Wow. Huh. Okay. 
you know, all these players that have left, you know, and I realize Coach Saban uh, is down in Florida at his uh, new new uh, beach house, if you will. But all these players that that left the transfer portal, entered the transfer portal, how many of those do you think shot uh, shot Coach Saban an email, sent him a text message, and said, "Hey, I'm I'm about to put my name in the transfer portal and leave." How many do you think actually contacted Coach Saban before they left? I'd say a zero. zero. Really? You think so? Yeah, because they know if they had told Coach Saban, hey, I'm leaving, I realize you're retired, but I'm leaving, uh, I think Coach Saban would have told every one of them, no, nah, you, you don't need to leave right now, just, just be patient. And, and all of them just kind of, I think basically just cowered out and said, well, that's the last thing I'm going to do is contact Coach Saban. All right, so, Mitchell, when you anyway, go through back the to... entire list of transfers out, Isaiah Bonds yeah. is a solid wide receiver. Is he an elite wide receiver? No. Amari Nyblak had a high ceiling, mm-hmm. but really had some ways never lived to that. Was that us because of our passing attack? We just we couldn't find a way to open that up. You, you look at Seth McLaughlin going to Ohio State. You obviously yeah. Caleb Downs is the big loss. Caden Proctor to Iowa. Yeah. A lot of ceiling. <laughs> a lot of ceiling, but Right. Yeah, don't yeah. know. I mean I, I, I mean in other words, yeah, I don't Caleb, think that uh, you they're not irreplaceable is maybe what I should be saying. Right, right. C- Caleb Downs, when I when I heard that He's name. The big I, one. Julian uh, yeah, Sand, no. Out. I mean, come on. I mean, they've already replaced uh, him with a quarterback that's been in the system for over a year, Austin Mack. Right, and I actually had heard. Um, I think it was right before Caleb Downs. It was on a it was on a fake uh, fake uh, w- a webpage or whatever. But there was a, a dang Tennessee fan that put something out that, that Jalen Milrow was hitting the transfer portal and. I about had to come apart then because, I mean, man, I, don't, I definitely don't want him to leave. Uh, you know, let him battle this, this Washington quarterback and see how they go. But, all right, to the basketball game tonight, let's go. We, we got to protect that house, and we got we to gotta get back on the winning ways because Tennessee, boy, Tennessee put it to us uh, over the weekend. Hurt our feelings. But let's go, uh, let's go Bama 85, Booger Eaters. Uh, 85-79. Mark Sears, total number of points. He averages 19.8 points per contest. I'm going to go 16. Got it, Mitchell. Thank you, man. Have a great day. You too, Ryan. Roll time. Right back to you. Kalen DeBoer made two stops in Fresno. One as an offensive coordinator and a quarterback, and one as a head coach. We're going to Fresno to learn more. Coming up in six minutes, T-Town Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. We talk about grilling so often. If you want to dominate the grill today or any day, go visit our friends at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport. I walk in there all the time. There's new things added, whether you're trying to amp up the spice cabinet or whether you're going in for a great ribeye, a salmon swirl, a chicken swirl, which is that's what they're home of since 1978. The seafood entrees, the great cheesecake, the great pies that are made here locally in Alabama, the Blue Spring Living Water. You'll find it at Mark's Mark in 
downtown Northport under that Roll Tide Bridge. Go see the friendly folks at Mark's Mark downtown Northport under that Roll Tide Bridge. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch is in effect. Cloudy with rain and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The rain can be heavy at times. The high today, 66. The low tonight, 62. Tomorrow, cloudy rain much of the day. Maybe a thunderstorm or two. The high at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. in Fresno, California. He knows uh, Caitlin DeBoer. He knows him because Caitlin DeBoer spent uh, two different times there in Fresno. Highly recommended that we explore more on the scavenger hunt as we find out what's next for Caitlin DeBoer in Tuscaloosa. We will go to Fresno, California. I think you're going to like this. We did it yesterday with Dave Bartu from CFB Matrix. We do it next as we continue this scavenger hunt. Christopher Gabriel, next, T-Town Tide, 100.9, 12.30, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Credit Union, feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com, the mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits, many times, you don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money, whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. And remember, Roll Tide, show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association, AlabamaCU.com. Alabama Credit Union with great branches all over West Alabama and throughout the state of Alabama. Alabama Credit Union. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and screening on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Dan Beyer. Doc Rivers close to becoming the next full-time head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Multiple reports say that these sides have agreed to terms on a contract. Rivers now reportedly filling out a staff that could include former Grizzlies and Kings head coach Dave Yeager. Looks like Nick Sirianni is sticking around in Philadelphia as the Eagles head coach. My job is to be the head coach of the team, not the head coach of the offense, not the head coach of the defense, not the head coach of the special teams, but be the head coach of the football team. And so that's building the culture. That's making sure the culture is working. Howie Roseman, the team's GM, and why he's sticking with Sirianni. We're 26-5 and five over the last 31 games. That is hard to do in the National Football League. That is hard to find um, a head coach in this league who has that record of success. There are reports that Vic Fangio could be the next Eagles defensive coordinator as he and the Dolphins parted ways today after one season. No practice for Niners wide receiver Debo Samuel. Head coach Kyle Shanahan says he's feeling better today despite that shoulder injury suffered against the Packers.
call it the game. We're going to take phone calls coming up as we're doing our Alabama and Auburn score prediction contest. Uh, we are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325. Scott Boulevard and online at com. Let's go to Christopher Gabriel. Uh, it is KMJ Radio out in Fresno, California, uh, morning drive radio and a guy that could help us get to understand a little bit more. I said uh, this last night, I said we're on kind of a scavenger hunt. We want to learn a lot more about Caitlin DeBoer in the next 30 days. And uh, right now we go to Christopher Gabriel out in Fresno, California. Christopher, thank you again for giving us some time this afternoon. I hope you're doing well. Ryan, thank you very much. Great to be on your program. And I, I got to tell you, before we get going here, you know, it's been a while since I've been in your fine state. It just feels like you and I should be sitting in dreamland with a full slab, a couple of smoked sausages, beverages, and let's just go. Hey. I mean, that, that's what we should be. That's what we should be doing right now. Ain't nothing like them nowhere is what we like to say. It's one of our sponsors, and uh, Dreamland been around since 1958. So uh, easy endorsement for Dreamland. And you can literally go in there, and they just do bread and sauce. Uh, you could just skip the meal and just do bread and sauce. Listen, I could just I could bathe in the pulled pork. It just doesn't matter. I mean, when I, whenever I've been down there, uh, I haven't been to the one in Tuscaloosa. I've been to the one in Birmingham. Sure. And I just I, I thought I had died and gone to heaven about five times. As you should. I mean, it is. It's, it's a great place. And uh, <laughs> I love to take the because the Birmingham location is kind of fancy, right? The Northport location a little fancy. I need to carry you to the old school, the original location. It, like you walk back in time 45, 50 years. I mean, it's one of those type of barbecue joints where you walk in, you're going, am I okay? Comfortable? Yeah, okay. I mean, it's one of those type, And that's really good southern barbecue is the original location. All of them are great, but the original location just has the great atmosphere around yeah. it. You're, you're talking my language because I'll just say a brief thing. Um, Andrew Zimmern from the Food Network, Bizarre Foods, I used to be his co-host and producer, and he used to always talk about how when he goes to a city, he doesn't want to go to the restaurant on the street. Sure. He wants to go to the restaurant on the street behind the street. <laughs> I grew up in a restaurant family. Uh, my family came from the south side of Chicago. Give me the nitty-gritty family-run joint. That's where I want to be. Christopher, I want to dive into it. You've been in radio for a long time. Kind of paint uh, for those who may not be in, uh, understand Fresno Radio. You're a big part of what they do out there. You've been out there for some time. And uh Tell me about your radio career. Oh, my goodness. My radio career started in Minneapolis uh, as a producer, a weekend host, and, and then I got my big break uh, in the Dakotas. I went to a, a historic, legendary station that's been around for about 105 years, WDAY in Fargo, daily program there that was a mix of sports, uh, pop culture. Came to California, uh, worked at ESPN uh, Fresno for a long time. Uh, we had the Fresno State contract all the years that I was there, did the pregame, halftime, and postgame show. And then came across the street when you know this as well as anyone. You've had a phenomenal run. Hell, your run is longer than Coach Saban. Uh, when, when the number one station in town calls, uh, you listen. I went very happy here. I do morning drive. I also do a program on the weekend. Uh, and certainly have had a lot of uh, time. Caitlin DeBoer has been on my program over the years, probably about ten times, Ryan. 
Well, you are highly recommended. I haven't told the audience who, but I'll just leave that out there for them to determine at a later date. <laughs> but I, I reached out to someone and I said, I've got to do more exploring about Caitlin DeBoer. And your name was the first person that had this particular individual typed up about four or five names. And I said, all right, I'm going to start working my way through this list. And uh, here we are. So how did you get to know Caitlin DeBoer? And, and, and just maybe kind of walk us through that. Sure, absolutely, Ryan. Uh, in 2016, Fresno State, I'm sure a lot of your audience probably doesn't follow Fresno State football, the Mountain West. It's a group of five conference, obviously. 2016, they were 1-11. The program was a disaster. 2017, a native son, Jeff Tedford, came over as to, to be the head coach. He had played at Fresno State. Of course, he coached Aaron Rodgers at Cal. And one of the first hires that Kayla, that, excuse me, that Jeff Tedford made in 2017 was Kalen DeBoer. And we all found ourselves saying, who is Kalen DeBoer? And a lot of the folks here, I was listening to your program earlier, enjoying your show quite a bit. A lot of your callers were saying, well, you know, wait and see. And, you know, this guy, he's probably going to be okay. Kind of a trepidatious attitude. Well, that's how we were here until we started to look into him. What we just, what we discovered was this guy who was just a maniac coach at the University of Sioux Falls. As you know now, I'm not breaking news to you, you know, going 67-3, and three, winning three national championships. And that caught our attention. His style of play caught our attention. A lot of folks would say, well, especially down your way in Tuscaloosa, might say, yeah, that was NAIA. Well, no one else in NAIA was going 67-3. and three. No one else was doing the kinds of things that his offense uh, was producing. So he had some other stops. He went to Southern Illinois, started to really light Southern Illinois football on fire. Then he went to Eastern Michigan. In both places, he was the offensive coordinator. At Southern Illinois, he was also the wide receivers coach. Eastern Michigan, the quarterbacks coach. Eastern Michigan, uh, Ryan, he all but rewrote the record book. Uh, but then he got here, and Fresno State just took off offensively. I mean, they went in his first year here, uh, the, uh, the Bulldogs, the Dogs, as we call them here, not D-A-W-G-S like uh, the folks in Athens, uh, but D-O-G-S. They went 10-4. and four. They lost to Boise State in the conference championship game, uh, but they ended up winning a bowl. And what you saw from this team was Marcus McMarion, a quarterback who had transferred to Fresno State from Oregon State, and you saw him suddenly becoming a player, a guy out there that was just lighting him up, lighting it up. And every time you talk to Marcus, and I had him on my show, he said, it's Kalen DeBoer. It's Kalen DeBoer. It's what he's doing. The following year, Kalen DeBoer, this offense was just crazy under him. They were ranked nationally uh, in every imaginable category. They go 12 and 2. They win the national, they win, excuse me, they win the Mountain West Championship on Boise's field. And then they go, they hammer Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl. Kalen had been coming on my program a number of times, uh, both those seasons, but it was really the time that, that was the Monday, Ryan, after the Mountain West Championship game that you learned, we all learned who Kalen DeBoer was. He not only broke down the entire offensive game plan for us, he took us through what he did and why he did it in overtime to beat Boise State. And what your listeners, what your Crimson Tide fans are going to come to learn about Kalen DeBoer is this is not a guy who engages in coach speak. This is a guy who is the guy who you want to shoot a game of pool with, have a beer and have a burger. Let me put it to you in California terms. Uh, the school about four hours south of here, I don't mean USC, UCLA and Westwood Village, Kalen is the anti-Chip Kelly. 
Chip Kelly, he's not interested in doing the winter caravan, even though he does it. You're not going to see Chip Kelly kissing babies on the Santa Monica Pier. You're not going to see Chip Kelly having donuts with Bruins fans in Westwood Village. Kalen DeBoer, he is going to win over your state like humidity hangs over my hometown of Chicago. He is the guy that is going to shake hands, talk to you one-on-one. I'm telling you, your folks are going to love him. His style of play, he told me once on the program, he said, if you're a quarterback, and I know this is going to be something that I think a lot of your fans are going to be interested in, if if you're a high school quarterback and you're looking to have huge stats, and of course, Michael Penix Jr., he had those kind of stats, but follow me here, if you're a quarterback that's looking to just have massive numbers, that's the guy that Kalen's interested in. Kalen said to us, and this is way, the way he plays, he wants a guy to stretch the field, he wants a guy to push the ball down the field, and he wants to get into the darn end zone. That's what he wants to do. He wants to roll up points and not just beat teams. He wants to crush teams. He wants to crush the life out of teams. That is who Kalen DeBoer is. But at, at the core of him, again, and this is why him and I hit it off so well, he found his great success uh, in where he's from, Millbank, South Dakota, at the University of Sioux Falls. I found mine in Fargo. And he's, he's a down-home guy, Ryan. He, he's just a, a simple – he's a simple guy with a brilliant mind. And it should tell you what his confidence level is like. The fact that you and I both know you don't want to be the guy who follows the guy. Well, he is the guy who is following the guy, right? I mean, nobody has done it like Coach Saban. And Kalen DeBoer is like, bring it on. Bring it on because he could have doubled his salary and with bonuses made over $10 million up in Seattle. And for all your listeners, if you've never been to Seattle, that is one gorgeous spot to live. Husky Stadium is one heck of a facility. And he turned it all down because he said, I want to be the guy. I want to be the guy that follows Coach Saban because I think that we can do some things down there. And I think that he is going to be very successful. It's going to take him some, take him some time. He's going to lose some games. There's no doubt about that. I hope your fans are patient because you are getting a guy who is a great coach. I'm telling you, he's a better person, Ryan. So when you look at Kalen DeBoer, the, the, the point that you just made it there, let's go back. Because we've been having these conversations, when will Nick Saban retire? And we do this sometimes in the offseason. All right, well, who would you want to replace? And the question always comes up, you've got to feel somebody that's not going to be challenged, that, that that is going to be okay following Nick Saban. And that was the part that jumped out to me about Caitlin DeBoer is the confidence that he has in his system. Not arrogant, not arrogant, but understanding I believe in my product. That was half the battle to be able to say I'm willing to follow Nick Saban. Well, there's no question about it, Ryan. I mean, and it's, it's a question that's well made, and it's a point that's well taken. Because when you look at his journey, as it were, and that's why I mentioned the other schools, and I know that I'm not breaking news uh, for you or for your loyal listeners, going to Southern Illinois, going to Eastern Michigan, okay, we're not talking about football powerhouses here, but he took on challenges as an offensive coordinator said, bring it on. He joined Jeff Tedford's staff knowing that they were going into a program that was 1-11. This, this is a school that has produced Derek Carr, David Carr, Devontae Adams. Uh, you, you know, th- There's a, a bunch of players that this program's produced, but he was coming into a miserable situation. He went to Indiana, a, a school that you know with Tom Allen that really historically in the Big Ten, nobody cares about. You and I both know that the folks in football in Indiana, by and large, are simply counting the days till basketball season when they open the doors at Assembly Hall. But he went there, 
And all he did was just rack up big numbers across the board uh, and raise Indiana to number two in the Big Ten in total offense. So everywhere he's been, then coming back to Fresno State, head coach, 2020-2021, in the, the COVID year, he was 3-3. Three and three. In the 2021 season, he was 10-3. and three. Again, another great season. He is a guy who will bet on himself. I mean, here's a guy. Here's a guy, Ryan, who his senior year at the University of Sioux Falls, I mean, he batted 492. Uh, his career average was 492 on the baseball team. 37 career homers, a 944 slugging percentage. The guy, I mean, if the guy bakes omelets, he's probably going to win awards for them. So he is a guy, when you get right down to it, when you drill down to who he is, he is a guy who is down home, he's humble, but he is, he is fierce. He is an assassin, and he is a guy that says, you don't think I can do this? Watch what I do. And that it makes perfect sense that he took this job knowing that he's following the greatest who ever coached, and he's following a guy who's going to be down the hall. You know, Miss Terry's going to probably take a peek every now and then. There, everything okay, Kalen? Everything is everything all right in here? I mean, you know, there's a lot of pressure in that. But Kalen DeBoer is a guy who is up for it, Ryan. No, oh, you start looking at the credentials. I mean, 104 and 12, 12 and two against top 25 teams, and you know, this is not taking a shot at Fresno or Indiana or UW. But the talent, you've got to develop that talent. You've got to coach those guys up. You may not be getting all five-star kids. You may have to get some three-star guys to work them up to being uh, that level. When you look at, you know, you mentioned smaller NAIA uh, schools. Sometimes you find your best coaches there because they've got to develop kids that uh, other coaches say, ah, this guy can't play here. This guy can play here. Uh, he can't play here. Kendall Labor was able to coach those guys up, and, and that's what – Overachiever, I guess, is the word comes to mind. Well, you're you're right. I mean, I mentioned Chip Kelly earlier when he got to you know when he got to Oregon. Where did he come from? He came from New Hampshire, for heaven's sake. And you're and listen, that's not a shot against Fresno. You're spot on, my friend. Fresno State generally recruits three star guys. Every now and then they'll get a four star, and they just had a five star lineman uh, that that transferred here from USC. But Fresno State. The word we're looking for, and I am, I am darn sure that you have talked about it, is development. Especially now with the portal, development seems to be going out the window. It, 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 I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but one of the problems that I have with the transfer portal is that I feel like there's a, a deeper message that players are adopting, and that is as soon as they face a little adversity, hey, I'm done here. You know, like the dealer in Vegas, hands, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm moving to a new table, as opposed to sucking it up getting out there and fighting for your job, getting back and, and really redoubling your efforts. Well, uh, at a place like Fresno State, you have to develop players. And that is something that we heard players say about Kalen DeBoer all the time. I have a lot of media friends up in Seattle. They, said, they told me that players there said the same thing. Players loved what Kalen DeBoer was preaching, what his offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb, was preaching. It's about developing players. That is so key. And listen, Alabama, you're, Alabama is never going to struggle for players. Not anymore. Maybe prior to, to Coach Saban, you know, th there were some great years. There were some not not so great years. I mean, for your audience, I listen. I'm a long time SEC guy. Uh, half my family's from Georgia and Tennessee. Folks who know me know that I don't blow smoke, and I love the SEC. Certainly follow what goes on down there, and. 
you're not going to ever struggle for players, but I don't, I don't care how good a player that comes into the facility in Tuscaloosa, that young man still needs to be developed. And Kalen DeBoer is the kind of guy that, quite frankly, the rest of the SEC, they may not say it publicly, but they better be worried. I know that, you know, I do a lot of work with uh, uh, your great friends up in Knoxville, <laughs> University of Tennessee, uh, radio station up there. And I can tell you that there's folks there, there's folks in Lexington, there's folks in, uh, in Athens, uh, and Baton Rouge that are quietly saying, oh, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't know about Kalen. You talk to coaches around the country. You know, Kalen DeBoer is good friends with Josh Heupel. They grew up about 90, mile, 90 minutes apart in South Dakota. And it's ironic that you've got two coaches in the SEC with brilliant offensive minds, great systems, and they're going to play each other the third Saturday in October uh, for the first time in Neyland Stadium. And, uh, you know, that game might be the first one to 70 wins. But, I, but I'm just going to say the same thing again, and that is a lot of folks, they won't say it publicly, Ryan, but quietly they're very nervous about Kayla DeBoer being in crimson uh, down in Tuscaloosa. Christopher, final co- a couple of questions. We're now visiting with uh, KMGJ Now, which is a local radio host out in Fresno, California, and Christopher Gabriel right now connecting. This is kind of a generic question, but anything that you uh-huh. feel that you need to tell us about Caitlin DeBoer that we haven't already asked you about? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, I, I think, you know, looking at Caitlin's body of work, I, I think that one of the things that might get lost with Caitlin DeBoer is his ability to recruit. And And how many times do we hear this, right? I mean, when Nick Saban first got to LSU, nobody really knew how well he could recruit. Then he goes away, he eventually finds his way to Tuscaloosa, and still there were folks saying, nah, let's see what he does here. And I've heard callers on your show, and I have talked to folks in the Southeast, in particular in your state, who have said, yeah, but how well does he recruit? Folks in Washington said the same thing. Folks here said the same thing. And quite frankly, I don't know where that comes from. Maybe it's the armchair mentality, but Kalen DeBoer knows how to recruit because Kalen DeBoer knows how to work the living room with mom and dad, with grandma and grandpa, with the kids, because he's genuine. And if I haven't made that point enough, I think that's the thing that folks there are going to learn. He knows how to recruit. He is going to be working harder than anybody in your state, including those elected to political office. He is going to be. That won't be hard, Christopher. That won't be hard. I work the politicians over here. I mean, it's. You know what? We can do. We can do an hour about California politics. I I assure you. Uh, I. I, He's he's going to outwork people. He's going to out recruit people. And just by the fact that you know, and again, I'm listen. I'm a little biased because I'm a Midwesterner, and we hear a lot of folks always talk about our part of the world. I'm a native of Illinois. Uh, and they call it flyover country. And we always say, you know what? Fly the hell over. We don't care because we don't need you here. Well, Kalen is, is that way, but in a positive way where he's like, you know what? I'm interested in the guys who want to be with me. I'm going to go to bat for those guys. And I'm going to go the extra mile uh, in the training room, on the practice field. If I need to talk with them at dinner, whatever it is, he is going to go the extra mile. I just, I, I just think that you've got yourself a high-quality coach, uh, and I know, that again, I know folks, folks down there are going to be able to wait and see attitude, but you mentioned it earlier, 
Coaches don't go 104 and 12 by accident. They don't win national championships by accident. They don't win conference championships by accident. They don't rewrite offensive books, offensive record books by accident. Nothing that's happened with Coach DeBoer has happened by accident. He has simply had an upward, almost meteoric trajectory from when he left Sioux Falls as offensive coordinator in 2004, then head coach 2005 to 2009, and then finding his way through FCS and then Division One. You're going to get a guy who's a tireless worker. You're going to get a guy who's genuine, and and a guy who you're just you're just going to really like him. Uh, you, you're just going to really like him. I just one last thing. I remember the you remember the national championship game. At one moment, Chris Fowler said, "Let's just start. Let's talk about Kalen DeBoer right off the bat. Let's just say this: he's just a heck of a nice guy. You can't get around that. But there's going to be fans in your fan base who will say he might be a little too nice." He might be a little too nice for the SEC, and they will be kidding themselves. Because, again, this is a guy who was a tremendous athlete, a record-setting athlete in college, and that's all he's done as a coach. So, you folks, your folks down there, Ryan, you got yourselves a good one. Chris Perka, thanks again for helping us because I, I kind of described this last night on a text message. We're kind of on the scavenger hunt, right? We're trying to learn <laughs> more about the next uh, great coach. We uh, – Appreciate you giving us a couple of minutes of your time here in Tuscaloosa. Thank you again. And from one radio guy to another, uh, appreciate the opportunity to visit with you. Well, great run that you've had there. Continued success. And anytime you need me, you just give me a call. It's been my great pleasure to join you. Thank you. Christopher Gabriel out of Fresno, California, talking about Kalen DeBoer. We'll continue with more. We're going all over the world for the next few minutes. We've got Jared in Dallas, Texas. We've got Jumbo here. Bubba over in Northport. Tommy and Romulus. We're taking phone calls. Alabama and Auburn. Score prediction day. T-Town Tide 100.9. The home of Alabama. Crimson Tide Sports. Heavy rain falling off and on over the next 48 hours. That also has led to a flash flood watch for the entire listening area. Police in Northport are responding to the scene of a shooting this afternoon. Police are responding to the 3600 block of 17th Street on a report that someone was shot in the leg. As the story develops, stay connected to the Tuscaloosa thread for more info. And with the sloppy conditions come a lot of accidents and lane blockage. Make sure you have the Tuscaloosa thread app to stay up to date. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa Traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We got plenty for your hump day Wednesday. First, this stalled vehicle on McFarland Boulevard eastbound at Skyland Boulevard is causing some taps on the brakes and another McFarland Boulevard incident on the westbound lanes at Lurleen Wallace Boulevard. That is a crash. It's creating delays as well as motorists are having to of course tap on the brakes to maneuver around that. 2059 at Skyland Boulevard that earlier crash cleared with your Tuscaloosa Traffic now. I'm Tam Rumsey Environmental, serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services, portable toilet services, construction debris removal containers customized to fit your job site. Maybe it's remodeling. Maybe it's the storage containers. We did this about a year ago, moved all of our furniture into a storage container, brought out the construction debris removal containers. They customized to fit your job site. 
When you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002, 205-248-0002. Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. Tune in to talk. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch is in effect. Cloudy with rain and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The rain can be heavy at times. The high today, 66. The low tonight, 62. Tomorrow, cloudy rain much of the day. Maybe a thunderstorm or two. The high at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Light up those phone lines on the game with Ryan Fowler. 205 342 Prediction Day, Alabama and Auburn, Alabama and Auburn, 6.30, we'll have the broadcast. We're going to get out of here about 30 minutes early, hand off to Brian, Tom, Chris, Roger, all those great folks right there at CTSN. We'll have the broadcast tonight starting at 6.30. ESPN will also have it uh, there. Let's take more phone calls. Let's go to Jared in Dallas, Texas. Jared, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I hope you are, too. I'm, I'm well. I'm unraveling landscape lighting wire in my backyard. We walk out. We hear all that noise. <laughs> well, uh, if, um, if you would uh, hear, you would need a boat to do any of that because it has been raining. Well, it has been raining nonstop. It finally stopped this afternoon. We're still cloudy, but the rain's finally stopped. Well, send us so some of the dry weather, it. please. It's coming. It's coming. Whatever we get, you get what, you know. Coach Starlings used to tell that all, all the time. He'd say, it's hot here. It's going to be hot. Two days later in Tuscaloosa. Uh huh. That'll work. That'll work. Hey, man, I'll be quick. You had a caller earlier. I think his name was Chuck. And he was just going on and on about uh, DeBoer and this feeling he has of, you know, that things are under control and this is going to be a classy operation. And and as I was listening to him, I started thinking about uh, there's something I tell people to work for me, young sales guys coming up and whatnot, and that is that people, and it's very important for them, so people will not always remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And Coach DeBoer just puts out a feeling that everything is under control and with a confidence that is is it's bizarre, his confidence. You know, like you, if you heard him on, on McAfee this morning, I don't ever watch that show, but you guys have been playing it all day. I mean, the guy just exudes that, hey, man, everything is under control. I got this, you know? And I think that's what it is. And I think that's what Chuck couldn't put his finger on uh, when he was giving his uh, his dissertation earlier because that's how I feel about it. You I, know, I, that, is a, that is a great observation, uh, Jared, because he's, it, got it. he's, he's got, got it. it. He, he, it's almost like 
you know, with with the ship was, I don't want to say sinking because it's not sinking. I mean, for those of us who lived through the NCAA and the mm-hmm. sanctions, that was sinking. When they told us that we were looking down the barrel of the gun and they literally told us they were this close to giving us the death penalty, that was the sinking ship. Firing Mike Price in the month of April or May and replacing him with Mike Shula, that was sinking. Caitlin DeBoer was not sinking, but it was almost feel like, you know, you were in a storm and the boat was getting just thrown around and he's got like the anchor going. Great observation, Jared. Great observation. It's all, yeah, it's all good. I mean, he's, he's got that, that feeling. And, if, you know, if you've ever been around those people, and I think I told you before, my dad for the Baltimore Colts a thousand years ago, back with Johnny Unite. And he's always talked about that was what Unite was at. You just, you just, you were, you never were worried or uncomfortable with that guy around. <laughs> it was going to be okay. And DeBoer has got that. He's, I will tell you, I am so less worried now than I was. Even the whole Ryan Williams thing. He, he, he presents himself in a fashion that it's like, hey man, if this guy doesn't sign with us, it's all good. We're going to be okay. I got this. My system works. I trust my system. You trust my system and let's go. And I'll tell you what, he's got me convinced. I don't know. Maybe I'm a sucker, but I, I, well, Jared, and here's the question we've been kind of throwing it out there too is who would, if you, if you had a chance to trade and you said, let's trade Caitlin DeBoer for who? No one. And the more because we, we're now two weeks almost into this process. Like two weeks ago, if I'd have mentioned Caleb DeBoer, because think about it, Nick Saban retired at fourteen oh three, which is four oh three, uh, excuse me, sixteen oh three, four oh three in the afternoon, and we would have started exploring names, and we would have heard Caleb DeBoer. Okay, the we know about him, but we didn't know a lot about him. The more you mm-hmm. talk to different people, you go, man. And if he gets Ryan Williams coming up, that's going to oh. settle a lot of that anxiety around recruiting. Oh, oh yeah, Ryan. I was in a meeting. I was in a meeting. I called you on my way to Austin a while back, and I was in a meeting down there. And one of my bless his heart, one of my big customers is an Auburn guy, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm afraid Ryan Williams might be coming y'all's way. He's like, oh, that's a done deal. That's a done deal. Uh, we're all we're all sure that's a done deal. And I'm like, okay, buddy, whatever you say. But um, so. I don't know if you watched much of him this year, much of Washington. I did because, I believe it or not, now he's our coach and he's our guy. But I was praying for his downfall all year because we needed some people to lose. <laughs> so I was I was staying up till midnight watching some of those West Coast games. The guy never flinches, man. He never flinches. He, I mean, he was in a disastrous situation against Stanford of all people. You know, the team they should have been destroyed. The guy never flinches. He, got, he never flinches, and he presents that that persona that makes a someone like Chuck and me. You can't put your finger on it, but he's a guy you leave. You, 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 after you finish hearing him talk, you feel better about everything. <laughs> he's one of those guys. And if you feel that way as someone who's not inside the program, that he's not trying to recruit, we just get to know him via interviews, via press conferences, things like that. Those – in that living room, he's probably still got that calm personality. Mm-hmm. And people pick up mm-hmm. on it. People pick up oh, on yeah. it. The nonverbals oh, yeah. are there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, roll tide, man. Hey, Jared, give me a score. Alabama and Auburn. Oh, man. This basketball team is a little bit exhausting for me. I don't 
let's say Bama 85, Auburn 79. 85-79, and then Mark Sears' total number of points. He averages 19.8 points per game. Well, he's going to need more than that for us to win tonight, so I'm going to get him 26. Got it. Thanks, Jared. Okay, man. Uh, let's continue. We'll go 205-342-9904. Bubba, Northport. Bubba, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Bubba. All right, I'm not able to hear him. Uh, we'll put him back on hold. Let's get a break. We'll come back. We've got Tommy and Robbie that's coming up in a couple of minutes. T-Town, Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Don Wallace CPA, 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payrolls, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999. They work for you, not the IRS. When you take on taxes, you got to have someone on your side. It's Don Wallace CPA, 205-345-5595, 205-345-5595. Don Wattis, CPA, the official accountant of the game. Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. with him somebody we have featured since 2011 now we've been a little bit longer than that we were here when mike debose was fired no the show was a different name uh maybe one of these days i could actually do a little trivia question wyatt we had the name of our show was uh no i'm gonna give it to you maybe i'll do a trivia question one of these days name the name of the show that i was originally this this show was called and then travis ryer gave us this name the game and we just went the game right the game Matter of fact, a lot of times I don't even say my name. The game with Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9. But uh, we had a unique name. It was spelled a little different. Hmm. That's a little bit of a trick. Tommy and Romulus. Tommy, good afternoon. You're in the game. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good, man. It's a great day. Great day. It's, uh, it is. Are you it headed is. over to Coleman Coliseum, Tommy? No, I'm not. No, no give I'm me not. this. Oh, no, I don't. Tommy, five years ago, you competed in the Tuscaloosa Toyota Biggest Fan Competition. Yeah. How did you how'd you earn that, Tommy? Uh, Toyota was handing out points. And <clears throat> but you went to different sporting events. So yes, I I'm went at, about all of them. I mean, I've been to a, a Dow Olympics. I've been to rowing. I've been across the country. It was just, you get points, you want to think. I won a Mark Ingram 
autographed jersey with Nick Saban. I didn't make it on the field to you know, be one of the final contestants to win the car, but I'm worth some nothing. Well, I got retired on disability. And people said, what in the God's world are you going to do? You can't sit around the house and do this and that. I joined Ollie. That's the university program. Continuous study. You take classes. You go on field trips. And senior citizens meet other senior citizens that retire and things like that. And you make new friends. I got involved with that. And I got involved with this other do the point thing. And, you know, and I did that. And, uh. And that's how I got in. Like, a lot of the stuff I don't want to say I can't do no more because I, I gave up gymnastics. They do that pyrotechnic stuff inside of the Coliseum by the third rotation. I'm weeping. That stuff don't go out. If it's in bright in any stadium of the baseball field or the softball field, it blows away. But inside stuff, it hurts me. And, and uh, I just gave part of that up. I mean, you know. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of curious if I'm going to need a boat to get back across the river. I just looked outside, and as my grandmother would used to say, it's raining cats and dogs. I mean, I can't even see the back of my Tuscaloosa Toyota out there. I'm looking, and I'm going, is it's it out there? Out. It's dark out there. I went to the doctor, and I looked out the window. I'm like, my goodness, it looked like midnight out there. I mean, if it's just dark and raining, gloomy and yucky, I mean, so I mean, you know, all that. But, uh, nah, I just, and my brother had connections, and since he retired, the connections have gone away, and I just, I just don't like to get Well, I mean, Tommy, you've you got a good friend. I mean, if you need tickets, um... I've been waiting for a milkshake. I was telling the other person, I won't name his name, I don't want to get him in trouble, but isn't this milkshake Wednesday? He said, I don't think so. I said, that Ron Fowler, he's a liar all the time. So it's not milkshake Well, I mean, I, I usually can help you out. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't well, do it for everybody, but I do it for special people. Uh, well. You know, uh, all you got to do is just let me know. I mean, you got to give me a couple of days. I mean, I'm looking right now at tickets and uh, – they're quite expensive for this game. I'm I'm seeing them uh, down low, four fifty five. Hold on a minute, that, that can't be right. Get you in nosebleed, sixty five dollars. Decent tickets? No, this can't be right. Is it really? Oh, uh, he have promoted. He got the basketball playing playing to a below. Yeah, behind Alabama's it. bench is going to cost you a ton. Well, sure. sure. Yeah, okay, you can get them. Okay, yeah. There, there's some here that are like super, well, like super this. expensive. But I mean, I'm seeing four fifty five. But I mean, you're down on the floor. But I am not going to pay a thousand, two thousand dollars sit on the front row to watch volleyball. I can do that for five bucks. Catch my drift. I'm like, so my brother uh, wanted a couple of tickets. I got him a couple of tickets. Um, so you're telling me that he owes me a big favor? Is that what you're saying, Tommy? Probably, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell a trip to Big Mike's, you know. I think you live at the Southern L House, so I mean, so therefore I doubt, you know, he could ever get Let me tell you away. something. I had today at Southern L House fried shrimp 
it and they did it in this sweet chili sauce. Yeah. Oh, knocked it or out of the park. Or you make you slap your mama, right? Sweet chili fried shrimp plates, what I had. And uh, I took one of our other clients uh, there from Matthew Breyer's Breyer Spray Foam, took him out, and uh, we, we had a great uh, great meal. Didn't even make it the fried port loin plate. But uh, tonight at Southern Owl House, you got Baja Fish Tacos, Prime Rib, <coughs> Smoked Pork Chop, Fried Okra is the vittle of the day. And then tomorrow, hot-style chicken tacos, coffee rub, brisket, po'boy, which is outstanding, black and mahi-mahi with boom-boom sauce. And, uh, yeah. Sounds good. Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. 1530 McFarland Boulevard. And I can't tell you who, but um, they've already fed some high-imported people in Tuscaloosa. Well, that's not... I can't tell you who, though. I hope they ain't politicians. You know that we actually have a politician in town today. Not him, though. I think yeah, it's, uh, is it yeah. RFK? Yeah, Robert Kennedy. No, Robert Kennedy, yeah. Yeah, yeah I might have gone to heard him today, but I had a doctor appointment, but you know. Oh, well. Where's he, so where's he talking at? He was going to be at the Bryant Conference Center, I believe. From, uh, you could get a line at 12.30 if you didn't have tickets or something. Then. I don't know and it's just a total open event? I don't You have to have tickets, but but you could... If, let's say you could get in line and they would hand out tickets. Well, you know, it's a, a campaign suite. I mean, because the Democratic Party is not doing nothing, so he's coming to every state. Hey, I hate to say it. He's had a strong ties to Alabama. People don't realize that with uh, Frank Johnson. I think he logged work for him, the uh, federal judge here from Alabama, in his younger days. And uh, he didn't go to the university, but he had ties out here to Alabama and to the, uh, Frank Johnson, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean. You know, I'm, la- I'm looking at these students out here that are outside of Coleman Coliseum in the rain in their ponchos. Um, that's a dedicated group. Oh, yeah. I was like that once, but when you get all this other crap, they tell you don't Well, Tommy, I, I was part of the first student support group for the University of Alabama basketball team because we, we stunk it up in football, and we were Mark's Madness. David Knight is was the president. He created that student group. Now it's called, what, a Crimson Chaos is what it is? Yeah, Crimson Chaos. Yeah, but it was Mark's Mark, uh, excuse me, Mark's uh, madness. madness, Mark's Madness, and uh, yeah. we were we were trying to be something, and uh, David Knight, I'll never forget some of those guys that created that, but uh, good group, good group, and David's went on to do some great stuff for the SEC, by the way, he's uh, Knight Edie, which is one of their promotion teams up there, and does a great job, so it's amazing, you know, you get that footwork and learning how to be a leader. Uh, Tommy, give me a score. Uh, I'm 89, Auburn 81. 24 points for Sears. You going to watch it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure. Well, I told you I was going to miss softball or watch spring football. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to watch it. It's a rainy, dreary day. I mean, I'm not Benjamin Franklin. I'm not going to fly tight with a key on it. <laughs> 
Tommy, you always got some Tommy-isms is what I'll call them. Uh, Tommy-isms. Tommy-isms. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. Talk to you later. Take care. All right, we've got a lot of more phone calls coming up in a couple of minutes. We've got Johnny in Coleman, Alabama that we're going to get uh, coming up. Roy in Kansas, Robert in Brookwood, Johnny, Coleman, Tony. And I, not in that order. I'm just throwing out the names and reading off the, the – but Johnny will be coming up next. We'll take more of your calls right here on the game. T-Town Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We've got a bite on Lurleen Wallace on the northbound lanes to Sky or Union Chapel Road, that is. Watch out for that. It looks like an accident, so it's got traffic way heavy. It's going to cost you solid back to uh, McFarland Boulevard. And speaking of McFarland Boulevard, eastbound lanes at Skyland Boulevard, we do have a disabled vehicle, and that's slowing things up as well. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Thomas. Don Wallace CPA, 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payroll, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999. They work for you, not the IRS. When you take on taxes, you got to have someone on your side. It's Don Wattis CPA, 205-345-5595. 205-345-5595. Don Wattis CPA, the official accountant of the game. 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Eat Southern, be Southern. All the biscuit sandwiches, the great Southern cuisine like the bacon wrap, meatloaf, the fish and taters. All the great sandwiches like the Yardbird, the great salads, the daily lunch and dinner specials Monday through Saturday at Southern Owl House. We've also opened up an additional part of Southern Owl House and expanded with our catering needs there to fulfill what you're looking for. 205-248-7500. Ask for Taylor, 205-248-7500, catering from a small party to a large corporate event, Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch is in effect, cloudy with rain and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The rain can be heavy at times. The high today, 66, the low tonight, 62. Tomorrow, cloudy rain much of the day, maybe a thunderstorm or two, the high at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340. Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. It's the longest running sports show in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9. All aboard! <laughs> into the game. Let's go to Johnny in Coleman, Alabama. Johnny, good afternoon. You're in the game. Johnny in the house. It's raining, right? Yeah, I know it. Uh, I think I'm going to need a boat to get back to my house because it's... Uh... Well, I went to mailbox a while ago and I just got out there on one of my boys' little scooter things and floated out there and floated back. Oh, nothing wrong with that. It's easier to get there, right? Well, yeah. I thought about getting in a little red wagon, but I sprayed it might sink with my fat butt in it. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. But 
But Ryan, let's, let's get in there. You don't float. I, I, I mean, let, I figured, I let time I, I get by with, with some, me. You know that flubber. You, you'd be floating like me. I mean, I don't have to worry about sinking to the bottom. Well, you got a good point. I, I have got to that stage in my life. I will admit that. You know, but I mean, you don't want to get you don't want to get turned upside down because all the weight, you know, makes you sink. So you got to make sure the. You know, the larger part, the belly, is facing toward heaven. And God's got control of it. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, I, you know, God's good to me, right? I, I just call sometimes. I get this gut feeling, and I just figured it out. Tony's behind me and not in front of me. Right. <laughs> Praise just the Lord. Real quick, real quick. I want to make sure that this is not a fake. There it is. There it is. Uh, there it is. Ryan Williams, Ryan Williams. has committed yeah. to the University of Alabama. That is true. Uh, now being reported by multiple Boom. different po- uh, people. Five-star wide receiver Ryan Williams has recommitted to the University of Alabama. An absolute massive haul for Kalen DeBoer. There you go. So if you were on the fence, uh, there it is. Ryan Williams. not, right? No, I'm not saying you were. I'm just saying uh, yeah, Ryan I mean, Williams has committed to the University of Alabama. He picks the Crimson Tide over Auburn, Texas, Texas A&M, and LSU. It is Kalen DeBoer's big win. Wow. Bingo. And this is going to go along a lot of my phone calls. So, I mean, how could you turn your back to this offense if you're that caliber of a wide receiver? I mean, you would be a fool like some that we know turned their back and walked away from it. But we know one that's got, he must be a pretty high class character kid because he figured it out right here where I need to be. And you know, let's, let's keep going with the, the board. When, if you thought for one minute, if you watch when he done his, uh, what am I trying to say? His speech when he is introduced as our coach. This job, what the one thing that I got out of that, Ryan, it didn't take me long to figure out this guy, this job was not too big for him. It, it, it's just like another day at the office. I mean, he, he believes in his process. As much as Coach Saban believed in this process. So I think what I'm fishing to say here is going to blow some people's mind. I think we're fishing to say maybe a different process, but I see the process continuing, right? Continuing. And you just summed it up, right? I was actually, you don't think I'm lying. I was fishing to tell you that Ryan Williams will commit within two to three days. I mean, I'm saying that is a major it. win. I mean, an absolute oh, major win. John Garcia said earlier, now, John played defensive back, so he knows what it takes to wide receiver. I asked him what his impact would be. He said, I have no doubt he will make an impact in 2024. None. Oh, yeah. He's not sitting on the bank. I guarantee you. Uh, he just, to me, he just seems like a kid that's got a good head on his shoulders. 
A from Sarah, Sarah Land in Alabama, which is not what we consider, uh, you know, Hoover type school or whatever. But but this guy believes. He, he knows the game. He's got he he's had somebody in his corner that knows how to teach him. And to be what he is, first he's got the gift of, of an athlete, just a freak. That reminds you a lot of who's on Jones. You know what I'm saying? He's that type of guy that come in for Nick. Well, we got Ryan Williams. I think we'll probably end up being that same category before he ends his career or coach DeBoer. I mean, this is huge, huge. And, and I had no doubt. I mean, like I said, if you watch this press conference, this is this is Cohan DeBoer. I mean, this guy was a class act. How could you not believe that he couldn't go in the living room and recruit somebody? I mean, he he, he showed me I was hired in, ready to play, baby. You know what I'm saying? One of the top overall players, he reclassified. He would have been the number one player next year. He reclassified number two and number three. He is now locked back in with Alabama. And, uh, wow, that is big. When you look at Ryan Williams uh, committing to the University of Alabama, Kalen DeBoer getting that first victory. Johnny, give me a a score. I got the top of the hour break coming up here in a couple of minutes. Uh, I got 76 to 71, Alabama. 18 points. Got it for Mark Sears. Roll Tide, Johnny. You brought good luck to us. How about that? Hey, Roll Tide, baby. We're going to talk a little more tomorrow if I'm able to get in. But uh, we love you guys. Always remember this, Ryan. Just remember this. If you got blocks anywhere under your car, okay, you cannot drive the darn thing. No, you can't. Johnny Coleman, Alabama, if you're just now getting him back in your vehicle, major recruiting win for Caitlin DeBoer. Ryan Williams from Saraland, one of the top overall players in the 2024 cycle. He would have been the top player in 2025. He reclassified. I don't really understand this, Wyatt, because, I mean, it took me every single minute to be able to get all my credits. So reclassifying from a senior to a junior was never even in the possibilities for me. But it was for him. Obviously, he's winning in the classroom as well. But Ryan Williamson, Sarah Land, commits to Caitlin DeBoer. Wow, what a win. There you go. Tony, coming up in a couple of minutes, T-Town Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Over 60 years of serving Tuscaloosa and West Alabama. When you talk about the friendly staff at Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets, 1010 Queen City Avenue, when you look at the fall floral arrangements maybe you're trying to lift someone's spirits a little bit under the weather celebrating a birthday or special occasion it's pat's florist 205-345-5093 anniversary birthday get well love romance make someone smile today pat's florist and gourmet baskets don wallace cpa 527 main avenue in downtown northport small business and personal income taxes payroll sales tax needs they can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999 they work for you not the irs when you take on taxes you got to have someone on your side it's don wada cpa 205-345-5595 205-345-5595 don wada cpa the official accountant of the game 
WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Dan Beyer. Philadelphia Eagles announced that Nick Sirianni will be back for a fourth season. GM Howie Roseman explaining why Sirianni's going to return in Philly. I've seen what he has done winning games, um, put us in a position where we're competing for a world championship, putting us in a position where every year we're in the playoff race and giving us an opportunity with the team to do that. Those things are hard to find. Now, Vic Fangio could be the next defensive coordinator of the Eagles, according to multiple reports. Fangio and the Dolphins today agreed to mutually part ways after just one season. 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel did not practice today. Head coach Kyle Shanahan did say that Samuel was feeling better. Multiple reports say Chiefs guard Joe Tooney didn't practice and is not likely to play in the AFC Championship game because of his strained peck. As for the Ravens, Teddy Mark Andrews, a full participant in practice. Corner Marlon Humphrey on the practice field today. He's missed the last two games with a calf strain. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Heavy rain falling off and on over the next 48 hours. That also has led to a flash flood watch for the entire listening area. Police in Northport are responding to the scene of a shooting this afternoon. Police are responding to the 3600 block of 17th Street on a report that someone was shot in the leg. As the story develops, stay connected to the Tuscaloosa thread for more info. And with the sloppy conditions come a lot of accidents and lane blockage. Make sure you have the Tuscaloosa thread app to stay up to date. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. From the University of Alabama's head coach, what did he do? He retweeted Ryan Williams, who just committed to the University of Alabama. Ain't really leave, but I'm back. Uh, ain't really leave. I guess I'm just reading what he says. Ain't really leave, but I'm back. Uh, what is that? I didn't really leave. Well, he says ain't. Uh, well, I mean, that's just like how is that you a saying? say it in other words. Oh. I ain't like I ain't really leave, but I'm back. So he really didn't leave? That's what he says. So you mean he got us all stressed out for nothing for the last couple of weeks? I mean, is that what you're – Ryan, come on now. Just trying to have some fun. So Caitlin DeBoer's first tweet comes via Ryan Williams as he retweeted him. So uh, welcome to uh, the Twitter side of things. Uh, we got to get Coach over 100,000, by the way. Uh, we got to get him over 100,000. Uh, it's simply just his name, Caitlin DeBoer. Simple search. Uh, don't see a – Blue verification here. We're going to have to get in that blue verification. We're going to have to work on that one. So uh, he retweeted Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams, Sarah Land, number one prospect in 2025, reclassifies. 
and some still have him at number two, number three. John Garcia joined us earlier. We've only got about 24 minutes left in the show because we've got to get out of here because we're going to hand off to CTSN with a basketball side of things. And uh, here we go, 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. Let's go to Tony in Tuscaloosa. Tony, good afternoon. You're in the game. You need to read the resume. The resume? Yeah. Ryan Williams got me so upset. I, I, I guess uh, I, I just went right through. Get it. you all fired up. I know it. Yeah, but we got we got we, we got to get back. Can to you the give me a little bit more Dixieland delight, Tony? Oh, excuse me. There you go. Uh, no, no, I can't. <laughs> you can sing, Tony. Won't you sing the? You sing the version? No, 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 no. It, it, it's, um, go to so Blake well. Auburn. Wow. Oh, I'm there we go. That was amazing. <laughs> Paul knocked it out of the park. Did he not? He did. He did. Bravo. Bravo. Outstanding. 18 national championships, 30 oh. SEC titles, 147 Ooh. first team All Americans, four Heisman winners, 77 postseason oh, yeah. appearances, 45 postseason ah. victories, the NCAA all time scoring leader, Will Reichert. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And the greatest football coaches to ever walk the sidelines. Ryan Hollywood Williams will be a part of that. He committed to the University of Alabama just a couple of minutes ago. Five-star wide receiver from Sarah Land says, I am going to roll with a crimson tide. And it reminds me a lot of Julio Jones' stamp of approval back in 2008 with Nick Saban. It's bigger. In what way? Well, first off, Nick Saban was already an elite recruiting machine. When Nick Saban came to Alabama after leaving uh, the Dolphins, after going to LSU, when he's at LSU, they were a top five recruiting machine. They were loaded with talent. Caleb DeBoer's never broken the top 23 in recruiting. You can find think about that, that Alabama name. It works. My concerns with the coach. I mean, I think uh, uh, <clears throat> I was, I've been extremely positive, just cautious, about what was going on because he's never proven he can close. He's following the greatest closer of all time. He is. Correct? He is. Okay. Well, you know, this was a shot heard around the SEC recruiting world today, just now. Just now. (laughs) Great point. Great point. Because they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. that's right. He can't recruit. Now, he may be able to be good developing talent, but three stars aren't going to do it in the SEC. Well, you know, today, this is bigger, much bigger, believe it or not, than Julio Jones. I'm not saying he'll ever have a career like Julio Jones, but from a public perception, credibility, and momentum, this is bigger. Bigger. Hey, listen to this. I mean, just just wrap your mind around this. Where did where did uh, Williams? Where did his dad go to school? Auburn. Okay. Is there any question in your mind with a chance to pull off this kid? Auburn that Auburn would have broke the record for the most money ever spent. Dave, yes. On, on A, a recruiting visit, and B, 
on an NIL deal. Because they had a chance to, 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 to poke us in the eye and everyone laugh at us and humiliate our coach, right? But and, and spin it around, though, Tony. If you're sitting there from a Hugh Freeze, you believe in oh, him. Because yeah. we got a few oh, bugs yeah. out here that could be listening to us right sure. now. Sure. They're going. Sure. Hey, 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 go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony, hold Tony, Tony, just, just, just real quick. If, if we got a few oh, no. bugs, if we got a few bugs that are listening to us, Tony, what would you yeah, like to yeah. tell them? Hey, hey okay, get, get. okay, Tony, Tony, y'all get close to the radio now. I want you to hear this, David. You booger eaters, go to hell. <laughs> the Gordo Gangster. Was that David Housel there that you were? Oh, of course it was. Gather around now. Put your beers down. Mama, Mama, you can just go and get you some popcorn. You can get you some popcorn. Oh, I got to talk yeah. to my Auburn family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, y'all just get lost right now. Yeah. This is a booger. This is a booger convention. We're taking this over. Family. We're taking That's over. Right. We're winning the homes of them in Birmingham. They're you know coming what? to our university in a rapid pace, faster than we've yeah. ever been able to get them before. Uh, uh. Oh, that's right. We that's may right. not win the mamas and the daddies, but we win in the sons and the daughters. That's right. That that that, that is it. I mean, that is exactly what he's saying. We're 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 coming after your children. <laughs> oh my God! You know what? I hope he's having an awful, painful, miserable day. Every day, every day, because he's a he. he can you imagine any athletic director making those statements about a rival school and then not one media person writing about it afterwards? Oh, uh, it's a bunch. Is man. that not mind blowing? It's, it's a bunch. Mind blowing. But, but, but let's stick to this. Kalen DeBoer today, the, it is the shot heard round the SEC in the recruiting world right now. Alabama, he stuck the finger in the dike, stopped it, slowed down the trend. I mean, what did we really lose? Get back. Caleb Downs. That's it. Caleb Proctor. That's it. No. I mean, that's the only irreplaceable guy. It is. Potentially the best player in the country. Possibly. You know, and, 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 I would assume uh, Williams, if he had signed with Auburn, would have broken Caleb Downs' NIL record for the most money ever paid for a player. Because I've got a feeling that's what went down. I don't have any inside info on it. I'm sure you do. You well, can feel free to say, yeah, I've heard the same thing. Ohio State has broken the bank. Going to on that. But I mean, but can, you, can right. you blame the kid? He looks at Auburn's offense and he goes, that's a mess. That's it's a disaster I, I, over there. I can't. Yeah, I was very actually. My talk today, what I was going to talk about was my concerns if he made the visit. I was really concerned if he made the visit that he would not be coming back to Tuscaloosa except to play against us. And for him to do this now, 
I'm going to tell you, I hope people understand how much money he turned down. If he's not your favorite player right now, you need to regroup. <laughs> Look at Tony. There we go. All right. You and do. You need to regroup. You're you gotta, right. Because he, what he did today, how, let me let me ask you something. Would you turn down five, uh, Would you turn down a hundred thousand dollars to go to the Cal College? I'm just saying. Would you turn if someone made you an offer to do something that was legal, perfectly legal? A hundred thousand dollars to put on blue and orange? Yeah. Hell no. Well, well, hold on. But but how about how about five hundred thousand dollars? No. And you only had to be there a year. I couldn't do it. You know, I, I, I don't believe you on that. I think everyone would be going, what about a million? What about two million? Look, that's what this kid turned out. Yeah, well, and, and, and yeah, but Alabama probably took care of him some ways, fair. Well, I'm sure we did, but hey, man, we're, we're <laughs> maybe we did, and maybe we broke the NIL thing. It's the best money we've ever spent outside of this is this is gigantic when you look at Kalen DeBoer. It, it this gigantic. is this, and for those who are out there a little bit concerned about recruiting, he just built a relationship in three. Not even that. It's it. What are, it'll be two weeks this coming Friday? Is that right? I would have, what do you think the odds were of him sticking with his commitment in Alabama if someone had put odds on that? Over the last, over, since Saban's left. Low. In all, in, in all the money. I mean, 50 50 at the, best. At, I don't, at, at best, at best. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone's after him. Yep. Hey, Tony, give me a score, man, because I'm at 16. He didn't even take any more visits. He didn't take any more visits. Shut him down. He told Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, maybe it was a trick to get Isaiah Bond. Hey, you take Isaiah. I'll take Ryan. Yeah, I'll take that trade. Yeah. I'll take that trade right now. Every bit. Every bit. All right. So you're going to hate my pick. You're going to hate it, but Alabama basketball is running up against one of the, if not the hottest team. Tony, in you, you've got you got some static. I can't hear you. You're drifting away. I hear you. I, I don't. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But I hope it's Ta- one Noah. Of those is something wrong with this board? Can you hear Tony? I'm not going to let him like do. That. Don't I, let I him. Don't let him do it to himself. Fire it off to break. Tony, I, I, I won't. I, you want me to not do it on the on the air? I, I, I won't. But. Uh, this team uh, doesn't have a pulse against a ranked team. And uh, I hope I'm wrong. Give me the score. I'd like, like to change it after after. The, hey, will DeBoer be speaking today? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. I'll pick you, I can't hear him. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to go with Auburn and... Go ahead. I in can't. Alabama, at, yeah. Uh, okay, let me do it again. Auburn at. Okay, Tony's Tony's just in, in Alabama. In, in Alabama, his cell phone is just awful. His, it's just it's awful. I know. Just embarrassing. It is, it's awful. Uh, it is awful. You know what? I can't do it. I'm just going to. I'm going to go with it's Auburn at. See, his cell phone is just awful. In, uh, it's embarrassing. In, 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 in Alabama at 79. I have Sears with uh, 20 points. I missed all of it. 24? 
I know you did. Hey, look. <laughs> Today's too big of a day to pick against. Yeah, God. I got so you. Just, so so just scratch my pick. All right. The just Pharmacy at Midtown. The Pharmacy at Midtown. T.J. Thomas, he's a Nick Saban of Pharmacists. The retail side, the sterile compounding facility, all the compounding needs. It is the Pharmacy at Midtown. Tony, be good to yourself, man. I guarantee, I guarantee you T.J.'s doing a little uh, electric slide right now at the uh, in celebration of the big recruiting news. Coming down by the gym well, right there, down those stairs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, doing a little, yeah, 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 a little electric slide to the left, to the left, to the right, to the right. I can see him right now. Roll Tide, TJ, and Roll Tide, everybody. Absolutely. Thank you. We're going to come back. We'll take Jumbo coming up. Robert and Brookwood, you guys are next. T-Town Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Here is an FYI for you. If you're coming in from Greene County on 2059 in that northeast direction, just before Highway 43, you got a big time crash. It looks like it's shutting the freeway down. Massive delays in the area. Now, let's get on back up to the immediate area as we are dealing with a stalled vehicle on McFarland Boulevard eastbound at Skyland Boulevard. And this is going to slow you down a bit in the area. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Thomas. Tell- Right there on University Boulevard, 205 University Boulevard. Call ahead orders, 205-758-2455. We always like to say close enough that you can smell the championships. It used to be the fringe of the campus of the University of Alabama. Now the campus has built around them. When you're talking about a great sandwich like the Nukes Q sandwich or maybe a great salad, that macaroni and cheese is outstanding. The bowl of soup, a cup of soup, as we uh, lower temps here in West Alabama, you can parlay those and you can pick up pair. Maybe it's a California-style pizza. Maybe it's the great chicken salad, the pimento cheese. Catering from a small office party to a larger corporate event. Nukes Eatery, 205 University Boulevard, close enough that you can smell the championships. Go see Joel Bromfield and all the friendly folks at Nukes on University Boulevard. Over 60 years of serving Tuscaloosa and West Alabama. When you talk about the friendly staff at Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets, 1010 Queen City Avenue. When you look at the fall floral arrangements. Maybe you're trying to lift someone's spirits a little bit under the weather, celebrating a birthday or special occasion. It's Pat's Florist, 205-345-5093. Anniversary, birthday, get well, love, romance. Make someone smile today. Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets. With only 43 seconds remaining, facing a fourth and goal from the 31-yard line at Jordan-Hare Stadium, quarterback Jalen Milrow finds himself under immense pressure scrambling to connect with Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone for a miraculous come-from-behind victory over Auburn. The jaw-dropping 27-24 result came on the 10th anniversary of the kick six. Daniel Moore is proud to announce 4th and 31, his upcoming oil painting featuring the now-famous Gravedigger play. New Life Art is now accepting pre-orders for limited edition fine art prints and canvases of 4th and 31. See the preliminary pencil sketch for the artist's full-color painting at danielwarart.com. Pre-order your artwork now by calling 1-800-735-2787 or by visiting danielwarart.com. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch is in effect. Cloudy with rain and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The rain can be heavy at times. The high today, 66. The low tonight, 62. Tomorrow, cloudy rain much of the day. Maybe a thunderstorm or two. The high at 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the best sports talk show, breaking down the Crimson Tide. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Ryan Williams committing to the University of Alabama, Sarah Land High School, five-star. Uh, wow, what a what a win for Caitlin DeBoer. The first victory as a Crimson Tide head football coach goes and gets the number one player in this state, uh, number two in the country, would have been number one in the 2025, but he reclassified, and we'll break it all down tomorrow. Let's go with more phone calls. Robert Brookwood. Robert, let it rip. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm good. Even better as of about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, that was good news, but it would probably be expected. Uh, what a difference the week makes. Last week we got friends ready to jump off a cliff because they think it's all bad news about Alabama. And, uh, Sounds like you know, Tony's little, locked in now. I'm a little involved with high school sports, as you know, and uh, I was talking to a Hillcrest guy that coaches me to Ryan Williams. His head's above better than Isaiah Bond. Oh, it's, so I, don't, I, I, I agree. I think Isaiah Bond's about a six and a half, maybe, out of ten. Yes, yes. He said this guy reminds him of Julio. Julio was one of those guys his senior year knew he was going to the NFL. Ryan Williams knows, unless some kind of major injury, he's going to the NFL. He's a humble guy, but he's a good guy, and he's going to be a great player for us. That was a huge pick, and it's just going to keep on going. Well, people forgot, and I didn't even going to mention it last week, spring, spring training's coming up, or whatever you call it, spring practice. When that, spring ball's over with. Alabama can rack in all the NIL or whatever or transfers if they want. Sure. People forgot about yep. that. Well, and as many as scholarship. Hey, Robert, throw out a score, man, because I'm really out of time right here to you, and I'm sorry. Good. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm sorry, but I agree with Tony. Alabama hasn't impressed me this year. They haven't beat nobody ranked. I've seen Auburn. They're good. Auburn wins 82-72. 82-72. Mark Sears, total number of points? Uh, 16. 16. Thanks, Robert. God bless, brother. Bye-bye. Thank you. Jumbo, you're next. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan. How are you, Jumbo? Roll Tide. Good. Yeah, Roll Tide. Great win for the coach. I'm glad he's got him, but here we go. Auburn 89, Alabama 76. Mark Sears, total number of points. Uh, 17. 17. I got it, Jumbo. You sound like Roll you're tide, out of breath, man. You all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm running and trying to get home. I'm at work, but uh, let me tell you guys something. I know you got to go to the ball game, but the roads are freaking bad. Y'all be careful. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, be careful. It is. I mean, it's it's nasty out there. Uh, we've got a lot of lot of rain, and we got a lot more coming here in West Alabama. Uh, let's go to Ram in McCalla. Ram, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan. Seventy-seven. Who? Bama. 74 Auburn. Okay. 18 points. And that young man has just taken his first step 
to becoming a legacy of Alabama. Well, and you think about Julio Jones. I've tried to use the comparison multiple times. Julio Jones gave the stamp of approval for Nick Saban in 2008. Here he sure it is. There we go. All right, Ryan. Thank you, man. Thank you. And uh, we, we do have a line to uh, maybe jump in at 205-342-9904 if you want to jump in. Ellis, Manchester, Tennessee. Ellis, good afternoon. You're in the game. Good afternoon, Ryan Preller. I'll tell you, man, we need to get we need to get Roll Tide Willie on the recruiting trail because I think he's the one that sealed the deal. There it is. He there it is. And and he doesn't give my wife hates when I say this word, so I hope she's not listening. I don't give a piss about nothing but the tide. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched some uh, reels of him sometimes, so he's pretty crazy. He is. He, he, at least, like you said, at least he had some shoes on. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because he usually barefooted. Uh, but well, uh, could you imagine? A, could you imagine the opposing fan bases right now, Ellis? Can you imagine the Bulls? They done thought it was a done deal. We can't ever beat them. We can't beat them. They just <laughs> we <laughs> was going to leave, and then. We still can't beat him after he's gone. <laughs> when will we ever get our fair chance? Anyway, give me a score. <laughs> and, re- and the crazy thing, that's really a reality. All right, Ellis, give me a score. I'm going to go with Bama 89 and Auburn 79. Okay, and Mark Sears' total number of points. He averages 19.8. I'm going to go with 22 points. See, you still believe. Ellis, I yeah, he's my man. Mark, uh, Mark Sears, he's he's a dog out there on the basketball court. And we, we, need, we need a few dogs. Hey, Alabama is the favorite, by the way. Uh, we're a three. Yeah, it, it's, we're at home. And all these. There we go. All right, I got to get out of here, man. Thanks. We want to thank Roll you. Tide, Ryan Fowler. Roll Tide. Ryan Williams, read more about it. Tide109.com. Five-star wide receiver says, I'm rolling with Caitlin DeBoer. We remind you that we call this program the game of the only way that you can win the big game. The game of life is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good night, T-Town. I just want to be a ghost to the game with Ryan Fowler. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. On your home for Alabama sport. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.